0: Man, is it that time already? Kick it! Whoa, what's the Greg Carrasco show? Get this party on the road. How fast can this light go? Whoa, yeah. Celebrity guests From the East Coast to the West. Who knows who he has next? At Greg Carrasco. Trending Twitter like a bomb. Tens of thousands on his lawn. He's even followed by your mom. What? Broadcasting live, here is your warning. The topics are flowing every Saturday morning. Car talk like Sherlock, the guy knows wheels like a dial Movie talk on the boardwalk, shoot facts like a tomahawk. So entertaining, turn up the station. There's no more waiting, this show is beginning. It's too late to escape, let's go. Here's your host, you ready?
1: good morning gta you slackers what a beautiful saturday morning ken uh this is unheard of what is it gonna be like 50 degrees today
2: (laughs) it is unreal it's been so nice in the gta the last couple days and nice for people who live in or around toronto to take advantage of the nice weather before we head into the frigid months of december january and february Maybe get got uh, a last couple trips out to the patio before the season's over.
1: Yeah, I, um, you know, for some reason, I, ever since I got my dog, I haven't taken my motorcycle out. So I went to start it up this morning. Ah, it's out of juice. So I had to put the trickle charge now. So hopefully the battery is going to have enough juice to get it started. Because if that's the case, uh, I am taking the motorcycle out in November. What? <laughs> what gotta take advantage out.
2: man uh can't be a huge battery on the motorcycle now can it i would imagine that through the length of our show that you would have enough charge to at least get started up no
1: i i hope so but uh you know i if if i can do it the uh the harley is going to hit the pavement one last time before we put it away for the long 10 months of hibernation that we have here in southern ontario but uh, how are you Ken?
2: i'm well um As we've been discussing the last couple weeks, I was able to avoid the snow tire mayhem. I had my appointment actually this past Monday, Monday Uh morning, to get my snow tires put on. And as it turns out, just in time, because the GTA got that little bit of a snow dusting on Sunday night, which obviously incited panic in everybody. And was a disaster. Oh, when I was in the tire shop, Uh the phone was just ringing off the hook. And I was talking to the guy. I said, man... I'm so sorry for you over the next week or so because this is going to be an absolute nightmare. And he said, you know, you know, people are calling in saying it's an emergency. I need you to squeeze me in today. You know, do you have any <laughs> slots open? They were calling. He put them on hold, and then they just call back again. No, they wouldn't it's, even it's, sit, on, sit on the line on hold. It was hectic. It's
1: insane, and uh, I've been in the industry for about 27 years now, and every single season <laughs> every is the, year exact, happens. <laughs> the exact same thing. All the slackers, they just wait until last minute, and then they get upset because we can't squeeze them in and uh, move aside people that have booked appointments weeks in advance. Like it, That's not the way it works. You know, you have to book your appointment. An appointment will always take precedent over someone that just shows up and expect the whole world has to stop in order for their feelings not to be hurt. So I've been talking to you folks for now a couple of months because uh, the temperature got down to the eight degrees or so about a month and a half ago now and i told you all just you know call in the store book your appointments you know at nissan as a as a company had a special offer that if you came in for an oil change they would give you free tire swap and they will give you free storage for a full season and people still were not taking advantage of this so, you know at some point you get what you deserve people <laughs> That's, that's what you deserve. But, you know, if you are just tuning in, folks, you are listening to the Greg Carrasco show here on TSN with my friend Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And um, if you if you want to listen to us now and listen to commercials, you can do that. Stay tuned. Or if you want to listen to the podcast, uh, soon after the show ends every Saturday, is uploaded to iTunes and you can subscribe Download and listen to us on your own time. You know, we, we talk about just about everything you can think of. And uh, today we have a special show because Money Mike is not going to be with us today. Uh, he's coming back next Saturday. Uh, now, if you want to reach Money Mike, his direct line is 905 320 6762. And as usual, he's the show's best friend. But today, today is about you. Whatever you want to talk about. You can call us at 416 870 1050. Again, you can call us. We are live right now, 416 870 1050. And if you're calling from out of town, you can call us at 855 591 6876. And today, the best call of the day is going to get a set of AirPods, courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. And, you know, I want to just. You know, give you a little disclaimer here, Ken. That the best call of the day doesn't mean the longest call of the day. So, if you start rambling on about silly nonsense that I you're putting me to sleep, I will hang up on you. This is my show, and uh, you need to keep us entertained. So, if you have a comment about anything that's going on right now in Canadian society, I mean, the U.S. is a disaster right now. But uh, (laughs) anything you want to talk about in Canada here, we 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 can talk about. Now. But before we get into the meat, before we get into the meat of the show, we got to pay the bills. Uh, You know, Ken knows this, and uh, this is something that we do every single Saturday. So we need to keep the lights on, and this is how we do it. Uh, This show is brought to you by Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, and uh, we are the first Nissan Infinity uh, combination stores who don't have any more commission salespeople. If you are buying a vehicle today and you are still paying commission, you are leaving money on the table. You don't have to do this anymore. Um, You know, surprise, surprise, it is 2020. Some things have changed around here. So you don't have to pay commission on the purchase of your vehicle anymore. Imagine this, walking into a dealership in which someone sells you something that you actually need, not something that actually makes them the most amount of money. And you see, this is what happened, folks, and it's something that is seldom understood. Whenever you're dealing with a commission salesperson and you ask for a discount, you are literally asking this person, the one that is supposed to look after you, the one that is supposed to take care of your needs and make sure that you are looked after, you are asking them to make less money. Can you give me a discount? Translates into, would you make less money if I buy this vehicle from you? That's all that means It's the most adversarial way that you can buy a vehicle. But saying that you don't have to worry about that at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Now, you know, here is a question that I have for you. And this is part of paying the bill. So, you know, don't get too excited right now, Ken. Um, Do you need an SUV or do you want an SUV? And do you have $59? If you answer yes to those two questions right now, Oakville Nissan has got the absolute best SUV, CUV deal in the province of Ontario. And this is how it looks. You can get right now a 2020 Nissan Kicks. Look it up. Nissan 20, 2020 Nissan Kicks with zero dollars down. You get free snow tires. You get free winter mats. You get free oil changes for three years. And you can finance it. This is not a lease. You can finance it for only 59.99 a week plus tax with $0 down now I dare you to find a better deal on an SUV and CUV in the province of Ontario. And uh, when I tell you folks that we are running out of cars, I'm actually not using hyperbole to, you know, develop some, you know, perceived pressure in you coming to buy a vehicle from us. No, we are literally running out of cars. The um, COVID had a huge negative impact on vehicle production uh, from April until probably July. So the industry has recovered significantly better than everybody thought. And on that basis, many dealerships and many car manufacturers right now don't have any more cars. So if you're looking at getting a vehicle within the next couple of months and you're looking at saving some money uh, by buying a 2020 instead of a 2021, this is the time. Don't wait. And Oakville Nissan not only doesn't have commission salespeople, but we effectively have the absolute best suv cuv deal in the province of ontario i'll repeat 2020 kicks zero down free snow tires free winter mats free oil change for three years you can finance for only 59.99 per week plus tax and that right there is
2: unbelievable do you do you even believe this offer scan 59.99 i like <laughs> yes. that price point so i'll tell you i'll tell you that much <laughs> that's it- less than what a lot of people
1: spend on coffee
2: Yeah, honestly, just trim out the Starbucks and then you could get, which one is it? The 2020 Nissan Kicks with the snow tires, with the winter mats, with the free oil change for three years. That seems like a pretty good deal to me. Just buy a French press and start making your own coffee at home before you leave the house.
1: (laughs) You know, I dare you folks to find a better offer right now in the entire province of Ontario. You will not be able to. And if you haven't seen what a Nissan Kicks looks like, type it in. Nissan Kicks, Oakville Nissan. Come and see us. Now, if you are in the market for a luxury SUV, you know, here is something that you need to keep in mind. So if you're looking at getting yourself an Audi Q5, and BMW X3, or an Acura RDX, or even a Lexus NX, and now here is a suggestion, keep your mind open. You know, if you have an open mind in relation to luxury SUVs, you may be able to extract perhaps one of the best kept secrets in the midsize luxury SUVs in Canada. And that is... The Infinity QX50, that is a direct competition to all those vehicles that I mentioned to you before, except that you can buy for less. So look at this. Right now, you can get a 2020 Infinity QX50 for $4.99 a month plus tax with only $39.50 down. Now, this is a 27-month lease. That's a zero percent lease rate. It, this is unheard of. So you're talking about a sixty thousand dollar vehicle that you can get for four ninety nine a month plus tax with only thirty nine fifty down. The, that right there is the absolute best midsize luxury SUV in the province for a price that you will not be able to beat. Uh, is that crazy enough for you, uh, Ken? You know, to lease almost a sixty thousand dollar vehicle for four ninety nine a month plus tax?
2: The price point is right, and I gotta be honest, I'm not in the market for a luxury SUV. But if I were, that would uh, be at the top of my list.
1: Well, I think that there is a lot that that quite right. There is probably one of the largest growing segments in Canada, and there's a lot of those vehicles on the road. The Q5 and the RDX are certainly um, some of the best-selling vehicles within that segment. I don't well, know that's why we're Mercedes- saying. It is, and you know, I don't know why Mercedes doesn't compete that that well in that segment. But the uh, the Infiniti QX50 is is the inf- industry's best kept secret, and the biggest problem that we have with the QX50 is obscurity that a lot of people don't even know that it exists. And that's that was a problem when they changed the name of well, all of our cars back a few years back. And um, unfortunately, whenever you change the name of a vehicle, you lose. Uh, You lose the legacy. You lose that social traction that you have with products that are on on dealer lots. So this is the EX. Now is the QX. I don't even know why. The the change is so minimal. It's insane. But uh, people do this. Either way, don't get caught up in the names. And right now, you can get yourself a luxury midsize SUV for under $500. That is absolutely insane. Folks, today, the lines are open. Today the show is just for you. Do you have a beef? Call us. Do you have a question about cars, car industry, buying a car, selling a car? Should you get something? Should you get something else? Should you trade your vehicle in or not? How much you should ask for your trade in? This is the time. I will answer every one of your questions. When it comes to the car business, you need to take my advice about everything else. Please don't. because (laughs) It it uh, might be be questionable (laughs) advice,
2: to say the least. And speaking of the phone lines, Greg, let's go to our first caller today. Sam from Oshawa. Sam, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Sam, what's happening?
3: Greg, before we do anything else, this coming Friday is Friday the 13th, so it's a good day to take your motorcycle to Port Dover.
1: Oh, I you know I haven't been there in a couple of years. Is uh, uh you know through you know careers and taking over new stores. It's been a little bit busy, but I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it down there this year. Uh, is uh, the weather is gonna be nice enough? I I think. What's the weather like for next Friday?
3: I'm not sure. Nope. Uh, it's supposed to get cooler, but I think you'll see. look. Some of these guys go there. And, you know, this could be.
1: Oh, crazy. I know it's
3: you know, a, guys, quote, a quarter I of a million motorcycles in one place. There was a telephone last week whose wife wanted a Jeep Wrangler because of the way it looked. And the reason I'm calling is because, Greg and Ken, 95% of people who want to buy a Jeep Wrangler have no clue what that thing is or what it can do. <laughs> they do not understand it.
2: They just want the 95% brand.
3: 95% of those people have no clue concept of what that car is, which is why 95% of them are sold with automatic transmissions. 95% of those people will never take the roof off. 95% of those people will never put the, the transfer case they they will never touch the transfer case they will not know what a transfer case is or what high low or low uh, high four or low four is my very first used car was a jeep cherokee back in the day when the cherokee was a real jeep and not a yuppie mobile and back then Chrysler sponsored <laughs> the <laughs> jeep gamble <and Jammeri>, <laughs> uh, which i went on i still have the key ring and i learned how to four wheel drive which is one
1: of the most fun things you can do with your clothes out. Hey, Sam, hold on a second, Sam. You know, here is the problem, though. You see, what a lot of people don't know is this that although the Jeep Wrangler is quite possibly one of the most capable off road vehicles on the planet, uh, the moment that you take it off road and Chrysler or Jeep, for that matter, can prove that you were off roads, your warranty is void.
3: Oh, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a, pretty, for, that's a pretty, that's a pretty big deal. They, if they're true off-roaders, they don't worry about it because they modify them anyway. And uh, I went on a couple of, of Jeep Jamborees, and uh, Chrysler actually had one of their dealers there. And if you're, if you broke your car on the trail. Uh, they would you would pay for the parts but they would supply the labor to repair it and keep it going it was just a whole lot of fun and it really is when you see the sticker on the back it's a jeep thing you wouldn't understand it's true 95 percent of the people are buying them for their looks and they you know they
1: they say that uh you know 99.753 percent of all the stats are Pull up from uh, thin air every every single time right so you know ninety five percent of the people buy from the looks i don 't know you know they are good looking vehicles I, I they have the aerodynamics of a piano really when you yeah. are driving down the road uh, there is nothing appealing when you when you 're riding when you drive in a jeep uh, wrangler they they it, they are the complete opposite of comfort they are the complete opposite of fuel economy oh, they, they are they are terrible however <laughs> however there is a there is something iconic about you know, driving a Jeep, and uh, it's a subculture, I can tell you, I had one, and believe it or not, a Jeep Wrangler was the only new vehicle that I have personally ever, ever, ever bought, and uh, I enjoyed it. I put some 35 uh, inch Mickey Thompson tires. I, I put a uh, backup camera at the time. Um, but I never ended up taking the roof off. It was too much of a hustle. I, I ended up taking the, what do you call the Freedom tops or something like that? Yeah, they're I did, they're I...
3: apparently much easier to remove. When I, when I had my Jeep, anytime the roads were icy and snowy, I would put it in low four. And I would always drive well under the speed limit on the 401, but I would Yeah, but, 04, you know, Sam, I, those and vehicles... And are... it was like, it was the feeling as if you were on dry pavement. It was fantastic. Uh,
1: I don't know about that. I think I had my car, and uh, I can tell you this, that you cannot drive a Jeep Wrangler with regular tires. You need to put snow tires on it, because those tires are so big and, and, and wide that you are going to be all over the place. And the all-wheel drive system is one thing, but you need to have good tires on this. Sam, thank you so much for the phone call. I really appreciate it. We have Alex from... Pickering. Alex,
2: welcome to the Carrasco Show. What's going on? Oh, I think we might have dropped Alex, actually. I think oh, he, uh, yeah, I think he hung up the phone just before we were able to get him on. So To get him on. Okay, no problem. So, folks,
1: again, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here with my friend Ken Stapon. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. Today, the show is for you and only you. So, call us at 416-870-1050. Let's take a small break, Ken, and we'll be right back. This is the Carrasco Show, folks. With quite possibly the most eclectic, the most eclectic taste of music that you've ever heard on a car show. If you just tuned in, you're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here on TSM with my friend Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And uh, today we are leaving the phone lines open just for you, just for you. Do you want to talk about cars? Let's go. Do you want to talk about life? Let's go. You want to talk about politics? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if I want to open that kind of worms.
2: What do you think? I've heard more <laughs> about the state of Nevada <laughs> in the last week than I've heard probably since Reno 911 was a relevant television show. <laughs>
1: uh, that's uh, yeah, Georgia, he's,
2: he's, Georgia's in the news. Like, it, it, it's crazy the way that some mind, of huh? these states kind of get swept under the rug, but then all of a sudden. These uh, electoral races get tight, and all of a sudden, they're they're the big story, and everybody uh, is counting and watching minute by minute to see uh, what pans out.
1: Well, you know, if you have a a thought on what's going on in the world these days, call us at 416-870-1050, and if you're calling from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. You can call us now, and the best call of the day is going to get a set of AirPods, courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, home of the no commission salespeople. So I have a question for you here, uh, Ken. On a scale of 1 to 100, how stupid do you think that Whole Foods' decision to ban poppies was? (laughs) All right, so I'm going to be
2: careful with what I say here because I don't think that what they ended up banning or that was necessarily the backlash was necessarily their intention. So Whole Foods came out with... Uh, statement saying that their unified dress code policy is intended to create consistency and ensure operational safety across all their stores and that their intention to single out the poppy or suggest a lack of support for Remembrance Day was not what they were trying to do. So I'm not sure if everybody's familiar with the story, but Whole Foods basically denied an employee who was trying to wear a poppy at one of their stores. I believe it was in Ottawa. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, you know, the The news picks up the story, everybody starts running with it, and there's this huge backlash against Whole Foods for not allowing this universal symbol for Remembrance Day. Now, I want to suggest that probably the, the poppy in this case is a pretty straightforward, universally accepted show of appreciation for the veterans. I think that probably in this circumstance, Whole Foods probably should have been a little bit more lenient on the dress code, but you were suggesting when we had our discussion before the show that by allowing the poppy, you're also opening the door for a prior ruling or a prior, I guess, um, change in policy that could cause them issues down the road if there are other movements that are a little bit more controversial that employees want to support.
1: Yeah, it's an interesting conversation, you know, because, uh, you know, if... I think that the great mistake they made was to position this as a cause. Because the more I think about it, you know, know, wearing a poppy is not a cause. It's a sign of gratitude. It's a sign of respect. Yes. And, uh, you know, people feel pretty strongly about it. Unfortunately, it seems like people only remember this uh, around Remembrance Day and then it's forgotten the rest of the year. Uh, And uh, I'm going to make a suggestion here. When I get elected to office, I am going to make Remembrance Day a national holiday. I promise you, folks. If I ever hold office anywhere, I am going to put my vote forward to make Remembrance Day a national holiday. I don't. I still don't know why that is. It, well, just lock it in. It could
2: be a national holiday. At, uh, Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity.
1: Yeah. So we need to shut it down for uh, in November 11th, right? Yep. So. I think that uh, I understand the position that they took. I disagree with the ultimate outcome. Uh, but, uh, you know, how did you feel about this? If uh, Let's say that if you owned a business and somebody started supporting causes that don't represent your views.
2: Well, I think in this case, it's important to differentiate. And there was one tweet I saw on Blog TO that I think showcased this pretty well. And it suggested that no one should ever be the, the, denied the rights to wear a poppy because a poppy mm-hmm. is not a political symbol. It's a statement of respect and gratitude for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice. And I think that's a pretty clear indication of why Canadians felt so outraged and why Whole Foods was feeling this backlash from the general public at this decision. Now, when it comes to other causes, I would understand that there's going to be different opinions. And obviously, depending on what cause you're talking about, people are going to be more passionate and there's going to be a more polarizing debate about it. I just think in this particular circumstance, the poppy is universally accepted as a respectful movement and just a showcase of, just as that tweet insinuated, the respect and gratitude for those who have passed away to protect our liberties and freedom. So I'm not sure if this would be the hill in particular for Whole Foods to die on. And ultimately, they decided that as well, relinquishing it and actually apologizing at a later time. Unfortunately,
1: I think it's too late. I think that uh, you know they committed a, a Freudian slip, <laughs> but this was not just it's a too slip. too little, too late. <laughs>
2: they, <laughs> no, they sort I mean... of they made their stand and then <laughs> later came out and sort of said uh, we appreciate the feedback and we're going to let people wear the poppy, but they should have just done that initially. No,
1: they they committed marketing suicide. This is PR suicide. I yeah, mean, it's a disaster. You you uh, you know it's, it's such an interesting times these days, Ken. Because unfortunately, you know, I want to I want to take you back a little bit here to a, a different type of conversation, and I think it's important that uh, uh, that we we add some perspective onto this. Uh, as many of you that have been listening to the show for a long time, uh, they know that I'm not from here. So I I was born in Chile in in the very early seventies, and. Uh, you know, when I was born, there was a, um, a communist socialist government in, in Chile. The, you know, the country was just a complete disaster. And uh, I lived there, so I know. Um, this is not, I'm not making this up. You can go and look it up. Uh, but um, what happened after that, uh, the the military junta, you know, they, they, they overtook the government. And um, then Chile had arguably one of the most ruthless, fascist dictators, dictatorship uh, for 17 years almost. Um, you know, Pinochet was running the, uh, running the country. Now, you know, here is what would happen. This is before computers. This is before social media, before everything. Uh, if you wanted to get somebody into serious trouble, you would say that they were speaking against something, that they were speaking against the government. And then government agents would come, and uh, this is very common, and people that are from Chile would tell you this, that, you know, magically people would disappear. You know the 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 accounts of people disappearing in Chile was you know between fifty thousand and a quarter of a million people that disappeared or died during this the, the military dictatorship. But this is that's how that's crazy started. to think about. It is, and I I was there when all this stuff was happening, and you know one of the most uh, aggressive uh, you know fascist movements that we had was the censoring of speech you couldn't say anything that didn't fall within the narrative of the government in power. And uh, somebody, people would snitch on people, uh, telling agents of the government that someone said this, so therefore they must be socialists or they must be communists. And then many people would disappear based on that idea. And uh, somehow I feel these days that... Whenever you are committing yourself to a a narrative that doesn't fall within the social guidelines of what is popular today, you're literally crucifying your family, your business, your career. You're not allowed to speak anymore. And we we are living in very interesting times, Ken.
2: Well, we talk about cancel culture all the time, which is basically what you're talking about, right? Mm -hmm. And it's very popular among our generation, the millennials, the generation under us, Generation Z. If there is... A business or there is a political figure or a celebrity whoever it is anybody with a platform really that steps out of line with what the perceived right thing to do or the perceived right political opinion is or the perceived right stance on a particular issue as we're talking about right now the general reaction is to cancel them and just disregard them you know stop listening to their music to stop supporting the political party whatever it is and whether right or wrong you're exactly right. This is why you have to be so careful now as a business owner or whether it is you're talking about if you have a platform and what you're putting out into the world. Because at the end of the day, you're responsible for your content. Something that we talk about all the time as broadcasters is if you're putting the content out there, you have, you're have you putting your name on it. So you have to stand by with what you're saying and just tie it all together with what you were saying about the your experience in Chile growing up. This is part of the reason why the Canadian democracy is so important in the democratic process and why it should be protected and why people feel so strongly about the poppy in particular because it's a show of respect for the people who gave the ultimate sacrifice. They gave their lives to protect our ability to live freely and not live in fear yes, and to but choose also, our own leaders, see, leaders th- and this is why the poppy has to be allowed.
1: And uh, and I completely agree with you. And But also some of those freedoms that were awarded by those people who sacrifice our lives for this was your ability to express your opinion whatever those happen to be and if you actually believe in freedom of expression you are you are you have to believe that everyone should be allowed to say what they have, and you know the best. The, the only cure for bad ideas are good ideas, and uh, the way to solve the problems, I think, is by exposing those ideas, by expose, exposing those opinions, and then let the public decide. But you know, when the the government gets involved in legislating things like this, is you know you're down a slippery slope. You know when when Don Cherry said made those comments, um, you know it was a couple of years back. Uh, you know, he was uh, he was speaking to, um, you know, to the people that don't wear the poppy. And um, I don't know why his comments spoke to me so aggressively. I, I didn't feel that, you know, what happened was warranted. I, I think I understand the sentiment. And, yeah, you can get caught up. I'm offended. But, you know, the truth is nothing happens when you're offended. You know, and as an immigrant myself and as a card-carrying Canadian Army vet, I, I took this to heart. So I decided... I. I decided to tattoo the poppy on me, so I carry it with me all year round uh, as a sign of respect to the people that did, you know, that allowed all these things to happen here. But um, you know, I, I think that my position on the poppy, you know, has been crystallized now, and uh, I don't think that this is a political symbol now. Some may say war is as political of a symbol as you can possibly get, but um, I think that for you know for for those ones that uh, that gave their lives. For us to enjoy the freedoms that we have today, I think that this is nothing more than a sign of gratitude and respect for all those vets that we have here. Uh, I don't think that we do a good job looking after our vets. I don't think that we do a good job respecting our vets the, the rest of the year. You know, it's it's very easy to step up on uh, on November 11 and say, "Yeah, we you know, l- lest we forget." But what about the rest of the year, folks? What are we doing the rest of the year as a society to look after these people? What what are we doing to remember then? You know, it's a, you know, it's like Christmas. Uh, you know, I should buy something for the family. And if you don't do it on that day, everything goes out the window. But what about the rest of the year? It's amazing how it happens. You know, if you don't have a calendar, if you don't have a society, if you don't have a group of people to remind you that you need to remember something, then it's quickly forgotten. Uh, what are your thoughts on that?
2: Uh, my thoughts are that I accept presents at all time of the year, so if you're feeling so inclined to so, uh, get your co hosts a little something, and even if it's not December, <laughs> please uh, please do not hesitate. And if any of the listeners right now have an opinion on this and the whole Whole food whole situation, give us a call, 416-870-1050, 416-870-1050. Greg, I want to transition to an automotive topic here, something that we talk about all the time, and it was regarding one of the big dealerships, Ford who recently recalled over 23,000 vehicles the Escape in particular in Canada due to a suspension issue and my question to you is something that we talk about all the time the difference of taking your vehicle to a small mom and pop shop or a family mechanic or something like that versus taking it to the dealership how many people do you think are going to miss out on this recall on a potential safety issue because they're unaware that's happening Unless you follow the automotive news or unless you took your car to the dealership for a consistent tune-up or a consistent checkup or the oil change, whatever it is, you might not be aware that Ford has decided that this is an issue that needs to be fixed. It's a safety issue and that they want to bring people in to fix it. And if you don't go to the dealership, you might just not know.
1: Well, I think that um, all the people that are too smart for their own good are the only ones that are going to be affected by this situation. The reality is that, you know, there are many recalls and campaigns. It's something that happens all the time. So this is, I know that you may think that this is a big deal, that 23,000 vehicles uh, have been recalled, you know, Ford Escape. Oh, no, not good. Look what's happening to Ford. No, just get over it, folks. This happens all the time. Now, the biggest difference between a recall and a campaign, a campaign is when the car manufacturer determines that there is potentially a possibility that something may go wrong with something. So they are literally fixing the vehicle before something goes down that they may see coming down the pipeline. So this is manufacturer initiated. A recall is something that is government mandated. So the government has come to uh, know that there are, actual problems happening with this specific part or with this specific situation within your vehicle. And they're saying, okay, uh, for Canada, you need to go out and fix all of this because the likelihood of this happening is, is pretty high. So then the car manufacturer does what they do all the time. They go in and fix a the vehicle. They fix it for you for free because it's part of a recall. There is no charge to you. And you may say, oh, but I'm so inconvenienced. Okay, So if you're servicing the vehicle at your local dealership, uh, most recalls shouldn't take any more of your time than is necessary. The problem is this, folks, that not every single mechanic shop out there has access to this data. And even if they do have access to this data, they may not have access to the parts because the parts are being provided to you by the car manufacturer. So on that basis alone, you are literally leaving money on the table, paying for things that you shouldn't be paying. Unfortunately, this is a bit of a problem. Now, we uh, do we have a phone call here? Should we take it before the break or should we go for
2: a small break? No, yeah. Let's get to Alex from Oakville right now. Alex, you're hey on Alex. the Greg Carrasco show.
1: What's happening? I-
4: uh, very well. I just want your opinion on a 2012 convertible Maserati.
1: Okay, nice. What kind?
4: Uh, uh Ghibli.
1: Okay. Um, how many kilometers does it have? Seventy-six thousand. All right. How much are they asking you for it?
4: Fifty-five.
1: Fifty-five thousand dollars.
4: Yeah. <sighs> I know. So I'm looking at that and saying, okay, I can go get a brand-new Fiat convertible for 38 40 or I can get a really nice luxury uh, convertible, and it's 2012, maintenance, all that kind of stuff. But it's beautiful.
1: Black, yeah. beautiful. That's um, – okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, what I'm going to tell you is uh, you may not like, Okay. And uh, I happen to think that although Maserati and uh, the Maserati uh, Duoporte Sportivo is one of my favorite cars on the planet, uh, even the Quattroporte is absolutely delicious to look at because they are beautiful machines, they're works of art, and I cannot dispute that. Uh, When it comes to everything else other than looks, they are absolutely terrible, they have terrible resale value. They have terrible reliability rating. Their maintenance on on these machines are is are over the top. Like I mean, they are out of control. And what yeah. many people forget is that yes, you're buying a luxury vehicle, from, you know, a third of the price of what they used to cost brand new. But the cost of your maintenance on a luxury car it remains the same. So you know the uh, you you're looking at the older the vehicle, the more expensive the maintenance becomes. And when when you're looking at Exotics, because Maserati is and an exotic car. You are talking three, four, five times the price of a regular vehicle. I think that you can do so much better than that, man. Yeah. Now, why this car in particular? In fifty-five thousand dollars for a two thousand and twelve, is insanity to me, Alex. What's up?
5: What is I, up?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I agree, but it was just I looked at a
4: Jag. I looked at at uh the Maserati, I looked at a BMW, Z uh, Z3, so all relatively like the same kind of uh, luxury status. And then I'm like, okay, I came across a Jeep and I love that. Uh, and then I looked at a brand new Fiat I'm like, okay, I could get it a for Fiat. a lot less. You know there yeah.
1: there is only, uh, uh, <laughs> only one other car that could put potentially be worse than what you're looking at and that okay. is a fiat. You know yeah. Alex I think that you need to spend some time with me man because you okay. are about to waste $55,000. You know if if you knew the kinds of cars that you can buy for $55,000 you would never be considering a Maserati. Now you okay. know it's going to it's going to look good and people are going to say yeah. great you know that guy has made it. You know he's got good taste and if that's what you want go for it but yeah. if you're looking at long-term ownership if you're looking at at some point uh, having something that makes sense that car does not make sense so i would yeah. stay as far away from that thing as possible and, and again this is nothing against the looks because of beautiful cars but from a sensible luxury car buying decision i i would stay as far away from that thing as possible if anything my favorite convertible vehicle on the planet it's an E-Class convertible. That right there, if you're looking at a luxury convertible that is going to give you some standards, that is going to give you some taste of, yeah. um, of, of luxury and, and success, perceived success based on the vehicle that you're driving, the E-Class convertible is second to none. It gives you the best okay. engine within the category. It gives you the best systems within the category, the best resale value, the best reliability. And also, in my humble opinion, it will probably give you the best looks.
4: Okay. Actually, that was going to my next question, what you would suggest uh, as it. And the other part is because I love, I drive an Infinity every day and I love yep. it. And the idea, I actually, one of the things I thought, I went to the two extremes, like saying the SUV, because uh, I was just looking for either a fun summer vehicle or a fun, you know, like just, that's all that that was going to be, is just driving for a, uh, a fun summer vehicle. Around, going stop well, if that's whatever, what you're looking for,
1: yeah. and you're not going to put a lot of kilometers, then you know, uh, you know, I'll, I'll stand corrected. You know, then go for it. I mean, if you're going to put two or three thousand kilometers a year, I still think it's not to spend fifty-five k on something that no. you're going to drive three or four, you know, thousand kilometers yeah. a year. But you know, I, Alex, don't go anywhere. We need to take a small break, and, and I want to okay. give you some other suggestions on the other side of the break, folks. You're listening to the Greg Carrasco Show here, Canada's largest automotive radio show with Ken Stapen on TSN. Call us, and we're back. You're listening to the Carrasco Show here with. Ken Stapen on TSN, Canada's largest automotive radio show. And we happen to have a slacker here on the line that was about to make a mistake, but we are stopping him. He did the right thing. He called the show. We're gonna save into him. into a-
4: the house, and uh, <laughs> she's just all smiling now because I told her exactly what you said.
1: <laughs> you know, I am about to save you so much money, Alex. It's unreal, and I'm so happy that you trusted me enough to call me. You know, look, I don't have, I don't have a horse in that race, man, because I don't have anything at the store right now that uh, that I that I could sell you. But uh, there is a lot to be said about getting the emotion out of perhaps one of the most you know practical purchases that you need to look at a, buying a car is a waste of money no matter which way you slice it so at some point you need to decide how much you're going to waste and on what so if you if you are going out there alex and you still don't have you know, previously defined parameters, you are asking for trouble. So if you have gone from an SUV that you can drive all the time or to a summer toy that you can drive on weekends, you know, those are two completely opposite ends of the spectrum. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So on that basis, I think that you probably need to reel it back a little bit and sit down with yourself. Or, or your wife or your significant other, whoever, and determine what is it exactly that you're looking for? Because if you don't know what you're looking for, you most likely are going to end up with, with something that someone is trying to sell you. And that is a whole different set of problems that you have no idea you're getting, you what you get getting yourself into. What are your thoughts on that?
4: I, I, yeah, it is emotion, and that really because you get a nice summer day like today, and you're like, oh, it'd be so nice to have a convertible, uh, be have the top down or whatever. And you're right; it is only it is only for a fun car. And then that amount of money, you look at it, you're right. I like the idea of the E-Class, and I just quickly googled that, and it,
1: it's, it's more stunning. practical and it's stunning. And, uh, yeah.
4: Now, oh, no, the you uh, I, you, the other one that I looked at was like the Audi A, I, th- I think it was
1: an A3. The convertible. No, the A5. A5. The A5, A5 is, um, you know, I had both sets of vehicles at the store because, uh, you know, a very little known fact is that Oakville Infinity right now has one of the largest luxury pre-owned selection of vehicles in southern Ontario. So you name it, we have it, whether it's a Porsche, a Jag, or, you know, G-Wagons, whatever you're looking for, we have them there. Now, uh, have you had your mindset on a convertible? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so this is what I advise you to do. You know, uh, you live in Oakville, right? Yeah. I am around the corner from you, man. Why don't you come down? let's okay. sit down and I'll give you some options. Because uh, okay. you know there, there's a lot of cars out there and what I can tell you is that there are many places that I wouldn't go. So at least I will give you some perspective as to where to go, which dealerships to to trust and which ones you need to ask for additional information. In this way, I can help you facilitate. You see, a lot of people don't understand that this is what I do when I'm not on air. People come and see me at Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity. And I recognize that I may not have the answer for their automotive needs. So from that perspective I try to aim you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yep, no, perfect. And thank you. I look forward to it and I'll uh, give you a call. Thank you.
1: Thank thank you, Alex, and have an amazing, amazing week and thank you for that call. You too
4: guys. Thank you very much.
1: You know, folks, this is uh, this is one of the things that I enjoy the most about my work because it's you know, doing this radio show is not a job, is uh it's my work. We exchange ideas, we give you advice, I share experiences with you and uh this is a constant reminder to everyone that's listening to the Carrasco show here on Saturday mornings. You are not alone. I don't have any clue sometimes as to what to do. And what happens is that I I look for people that have a better idea, like money. Mike, for example, he, you know, he took over my finances a pile of years ago and it's like the best thing I ever did. And the number of people that listen to the show and talk to Mike is, is unbelievable. Now, when it comes to cars, All I can do for you is this. I will give you the straight goods no matter what, whether you like it or not. I don't care about your feelings. I just care that I don't want you to make a mistake. And uh, I'm doing this from the most objective and real place that I can support your advice. And that is what sets this show apart. I'm not a radio broadcaster. I started as a salesperson. I'm an immigrant. I came, we started to talk, and look, this this grew into being the largest automotive radio show in the country. And this is all for you. And today, whatever you want to talk about, you can call us at 416-870-1050. And if you're calling from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. The best call of the day is going to get a set of AirPods courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. Those two dealerships are the home of the no commission salespeople. Let's take a small break, folks, and we'll be right back on the other side of the hour. And we're back. Here is where Slacker Nation congregates every Saturday morning to get our brains expanded. We leave it open for you. Today is about you. Three hours of just you, you, and you, and nothing else. Whatever you want to talk about, we are here for you. The number to call is 416-870-1050. If you call them from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. Uh, when it comes to car advice, I would suggest that you take it. My car advice is gold. Everything else, uh, I strongly suggest against it. So we have a couple of uh, phone calls here. We have Naim from Toronto. Naim, thank you for calling.
6: How are you, sir? I just had a uh, couple of cars thrown into the mix for Alex, um, a couple of convertibles that he might not have thought about. Uh, one what, of them Which the ones? S- well, I've got both of these right now, which is the S2000 by Honda. Rare, That's a nice car. What year values, is it? And it goes up. What year is it? 09, last year they made
1: it. Uh, that's a pretty old car, though. I mean, I'm a yeah. big fan of the S2000. Yep. Uh, those, um, that engine, that VTEC engine, is quite possibly one of the nicest sounding engines for that size. It's only a 2 liter, right?
6: It's only a 2 liter, yeah. Oh, yeah it well, also made liter. a 2.2 at the end.
1: Um, Yeah, but no, the the two liter is the one that you want to get, but uh, he wants luxury, though. That's the problem. You see, if you were to choose between the S2000 and the Mazda Miata, I think that I would probably take a Miata instead. So
6: 2000 goes up in value, that's for sure. mm, Not dropping.
1: Okay, what's the the next one?
6: The other one is the uh, Jag F-Type.
1: Oh, I don't know about that. You know, I had one this uh, this summer time. I was driving an F-type, and uh, uh, it drew a lot of eyes, man. <laughs> that is a good-looking car, but it's, it's so unbelievably impractical. I had it for about two months. Uh, we eventually saw that it was beautiful to look at. What is the F-type? What year is it?
6: Uh, that one, that that one's more recent. That's a 15.
1: 2015. What is that convertible? And which color is it?
6: Convertible, all-wheel drive, red.
1: You know that 's uh, i'll um, I have your phone number here when I talk to alex next week'll i 'll send him your way and see if it's, you know if you have something that uh, that he may use, but those are good suggestions man you know i i 'm a big fan of convertibles i i 've always been the problem is that I have a you know shaved dome now and i 'm seeing some sunspots you know these getting old is a terrible thing man you know we, we should cut it out and i i, I can 't stop it and for you to be wearing uh, you know a hat when you 're driving a convertible, it, it defeats the purpose. But it doesn't matter what uh, soundproof or SPF you put on, the, on on my lid. It does not matter. And the fact that I'm a Spaniard, uh, it, it helps a little bit, but not that much. So you got to be careful with the convertibles. Now, what do you drive?
6: So well, that, that's what we. Uh, that, well, like as a daily driver. Yeah, an IS three hundred.
1: That's a nice car. Yeah. Underrated, underrated vehicle for sure. Uh, what year is that one?
6: That one's a sixteen.
1: That's, that's a nice car, too. You know, thank you so much for the phone call, name. I really appreciate your suggestions. And, uh, yeah, those are all good-looking vehicles. You know, I don't think that there are very many car manufacturers that are putting out ugly vehicles anymore. Uh, and uh, the F-Type is, oh, man, that is one sexy-looking machine. Unfortunately, they don't do very well in the pre-owned market, the resale value. It swims like a stone, <laughs> Uh, so if you want to buy them on the other side of the resale, yeah, you're gonna save yourself a lot of money. We have another phone call here uh, from Joe in Toronto. Joe, thank you for calling Hi. the Caraso Show.
7: Oh, thanks so much for taking my call.
6: No problem,
1: so man. I'm,
7: a, I'm in a predicament that I think a lot of
1: people are in.
7: I'm a sales guy, and okay. I put forty to fifty thousand kilometers a year on my car. Uh uh-huh. So leasing's out of the question. You're almost forced to finance. What's your opinion?
1: I, I think that you're absolutely right, and uh, you know here is here is a, a couple of suggestions that I make to people that are in your uh, situation. Um, because you are going to beat up that car so aggressively, um, now yes. does your company pay for your kilometers?
7: Uh, they, I get a car allowance.
1: Yeah, so a lot of people don't want to spend the car allowance on the car. Meanwhile, they want to put 50,000 kilometers a year. That's a lot. I mean, every kilometer that you put in a vehicle has an actual financial cost, right? So, you know, the only thing I can say to you is this. Get yourself a brand new car, the newest possible affordable vehicle that you can drive. Get yourself snow tires because that way you don't have to switch the tires all the time. Get yourself an extended warranty that will cover you up to 190,000 kilometers. And there are many manufacturers that will do this for you, uh, Joe. Yeah, so right. get yourself an, that extended warranty up to 190 180 you, you need to have that because your vehicle is going at, under so much stress that something will go on it. And uh, whatever you do, try to pay that as aggressively as possible because within four years, you're going to have a depreciated value in that vehicle to almost 90%. So if you buy a car yeah. from... I don't know, $50,000, the vehicle is going to be worth five in four years. So, so long as you understand that, I think that financing is probably the best way to go. So long as you understand that you are driving and depreciating that vehicle at, at, at double the rate that the average Canadian is doing. And so for whatever is uh, it is worthless. I mean, yeah, the, the value of a vehicle is not determined by uh, the year. Essentially, it's more determined by the kilometers that you have in it. So, you know, if, if you have a, you know, if you have a ten-year-old vehicle that has fifty thousand kilometers, it's going to be worth just as much, if not more, than a four-year-old car that has two hundred thousand kilometers. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, for sure. So you know, and don't forget, if you're driving that aggressively, you owe it to yourself to be in your service apartment uh, every six to eight thousand kilometers. You have to do it, man, because maintenance is so f- much less expensive than repairs, and people don't understand this. You know, it's the same you know approach that people take to the dentist. People wait until they get a cavity to go to the dentist. No, go down there every four or five months. Make it get you get yourself checked out get a cleaning done they're going to find something before it becomes a problem and you're going to save yourself a pile of money but don't lease that car don't pay cash for the vehicle finance it try to take advantage of a 0% and um, just make sure that you use some of that car allowance to to hammer down on those uh, on those payments because that car is going to be worthless what are you driving right now uh
7: 2018 Chrysler 300
1: okay that is the absolute wrong car for what you're doing man what what were you thinking you know what? It, it,
7: I I bought it with probably twenty thousand kilometers on it. Uh-huh. I love the car, and I I bought it for comfort and because I drive so much. Yeah, I'm thinking to myself, I need a big cruiser vehicle.
1: Yeah, but, no, man, that car was a, it's a money pit, especially with that <laughs> kind of high kilometers. And you know this, right? Yes. Okay, so, you know, folks, when when I give you advice here, it's got nothing to do with my feelings. You know, I don't have very many of those ones and I save them for the closest people to me. So when it comes to cars, I don't care. So w- when I share these opinions with you folks, it's got to do with, you know, practical experience. This is stuff that we see all the time. In the Chrysler 300, although as attractive for some people as it may be, it's a terrible vehicle. So, you know, what what was the last thing that, uh, that broke down on that car for you?
7: Oh, um, it's just, General repairs, the cost of repairs. I could tell it's too often.
1: Okay, Um, well, I'm going to make a couple of suggestions for you, and and that that is going to, yeah, that was that's going to lead us into the next segment. Okay, Um, if you are looking for comfort and you need some sort of a cruiser, the midsize SUV market is almost disappearing in Canada. And uh, but also it's got probably some of the absolute best vehicles that you can find. So, you know, when I say midsize vehicles, I'm going to make a couple of suggestions to you. And you honestly, you cannot go wrong with these cars. Um, First and foremost, you need to look at the Toyota Camry. The Camry, uh, although it's got the sex appeal of a refrigerator, uh, it is quite possibly one of the most reliable vehicles in the marketplace. Uh, They have always been, they will always be, I'm a big fan of the Camry uh, for the reliability and resale aspect of it. They are boring as hell, but if, if you don't care about those things, the Toyota Camry is something that you most certainly need to look at. Next, the Honda Accord. The Honda Accord is an absolute beast when it comes to reliability and legacy. That vehicle will last you half a million kilometers, and you will not have to spend a lot of money in the repairs. That is typical Honda fashion. You you with me so far?
7: Absolutely.
1: The next one, the Hyundai Sonata. The Hyundai Sonata is uh, is quite possibly one of the most reliable vehicles in the marketplace. It's also one of the safest vehicles on the planet, and it's reasonably priced. So you can buy for less money than you can buy a Camry uh, or an Accord, and you're not sacrificing a lot. Um, don't don't shy away from the turbo engine on that particular model uh, on that vehicle because it's a it's an awesome engine. It's got a two uh, it's a two liter turbo motor that you can get. Uh, you get close to two hundred and sixty horsepower, so it moves. It's luxurious, it's comfortable, it's very, very, very attractive. And uh, now, again, looks are subjective. And last but not least, and I have to say this, because uh, I started to work with Nissan back in 92, and it it was when the Stanza, the Nissan Stanza disappeared and it was uh, was, um, transferred into the Nissan Altima. The Nissan Altima came out in 93 and uh, it was built for the human race, that was the commercial. But the Altima has come a long way since. So right now, you can get an Altima, 2020 Altima, that comes with an all-wheel drive, Joe. The all-wheel drive is a paramount feature when you drive in that many kilometers. So the Nissan Altima not only is going to give you the absolute best fuel economy within the segment, But also, it's the only one that right now provides you with the all-wheel drive system. Now, you can buy it for less. uh, It's going to depreciate less. It's got the same warranties as everybody else. And the vehicle is an absolute beast also when it comes to reliability. The new Altima is a beautiful vehicle to look at. And if you haven't driven it yet, you probably should. Now, it's not going to be the big, clunky, heavy cruiser like the 300 is. Uh, Saying that is going to give you the fuel economy that you will never see out of that 300. It's going to give you the reliability that you will never extract out of a Chrysler product. And you are also going to have a better chance of retaining some of that resale value that you have lost on that 300. How many cases do you have in the 300?
7: Now it's about 110.
1: 110. And how much did you pay for that thing? Uh,
7: I think it was right
1: around 18. 18,000? 18, yeah. Uh that's the only advantage that you have with those cars that are cheap but uh, I can cheap, tell you that that's right. uh you have lost over 50% of that car in less than a year. Yeah. So, you know, I, again, th- these are all suggestions. And uh, as, as you can see, there there are many vehicles uh, that you can look at within that segment that is going to save you some time. The other one, you know, n- n- they're worth mentioning is the Kia Optima. Uh, you also have the Subaru Legacy. That's a little pricier. But, I mean, if you look at a vehicles that are, you know, full-size, or mid-sized sedans that are nice and comfortable. You also have the Mazda 6, which is really nice to look at, but they they did terrible in the marketplace. Uh, the Volkswagen Passat is another one that a lot of people like. And, um, you know, th- that right there, you have a, a bunch of vehicles that are going to save you a lot of headache and money down the line. Uh, sure. What do you think of my advice, Joe?
7: Oh, I love it. The funny thing was it came down to an Altamont 300. I think I went the wrong way.
1: Um, well, <laughs> that's all. It, it, you didn't go with the wrong card. You just learned one card that you shouldn't buy again, you see? That's right. So <laughs> that, uh, there, there is always a silver lining on, on every decision that we make. Absolutely. And from, and from time to time, we need to make those mistakes to learn that, and that happens. Uh, but thank you so much for the phone call, Joe, and uh, I so really much, appreciate it. And if you need me, come and see me. Will do. Thanks, brother. Now, was that enough knowledge for you, uh, Ken, or what? Is it mind-blowing, yes or no? Talk to me.
2: Well, it's what we talk about all the time on this show, right, is that you need to buy a car that's going to fit your needs. And in Joe's case or the caller's case, he was putting a lot of miles on. He's traveling a lot for work. And so he needs a car that's going to be, A, reliable, and B, probably has a good fuel economy for all the miles that he's putting on to save himself some money. It just turns out the Chrysler 300 probably wasn't the car for him in that circumstance.
1: It was absolutely not. I mean, if you put in 50,000 kilometers a year, you you literally should not have the 300 on your shopping list, but it happens. Now, a very little known fact, folks, is that the Nissan Altima with the old drive system still is one of the most fuel-efficient, mid-sized vehicles in, in Canada. Uh, I know you know, certain several customers of mine that are getting close to 800 kilometers out of a full tank on a vehicle with all-wheel drive, which is fascinating. You know, folks, I, just a quick reminder, if you're just tuning in, this is the Greg Carrasco Show here on TSN with my friend Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show, and today the show is all about you. So, Whatever it is that you want to talk about, we are open. You have a beef, question, suggestion, concerns, issues, grievances, call the show four one six eight seven oh ten fifty. And if you're calling from out of town, it's one eight five 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 nine one. 6876 and we are live right now folks the best colour of the day is going to get a set of airpods courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity home of the no commission sales people we'll be right back now we're back Slacker Nation is listening to the Greg Carrasco show here on TSN with my friend Ken Stapen just blowing minds with car knowledge this morning not carnal knowledge car knowledge that's sound you see that's the ESL that comes on from time to time uh, we uh, we have Chuck from Burlington he wants to upgrade his RAV4 Chuck thank you for calling the Carrasco show
8: no thanks for taking my call um, yeah oh, no problem the current, the current RAV4 I have it's about 10 years old I'm over 300,000 okay. K on it but I I love it it's the it's the old V6 that they used to um, yeah, make nice and they don't make it anymore well, they don't I think that there's a V6
1: coming down the pipeline
8: oh is, there, is that right okay yeah, because I think so. I'm,
1: I I heard some rumblings that uh, there is a new model in the uh, Rav Four. There's a, the hybrid is pretty much sold out, and uh, there is a V6, I believe, coming down the pipeline. But don't quote me on this. So how can we help you? Well,
8: I I have a friend of mine that almost talked me into a Jeep because I'm thinking about replacing it now. It's ten years
1: old. And um, uh, don't don't don't. He's don't not your friend. He's a frenemy. He's a frenemy. Okay. <laughs>
8: <laughs> I, he, um, well, they, we were just going over different things like fuel economy. He was talking to me about some of these, the different type of engine that he has and that it has, and all that sort of stuff. That because I don't get the greatest fuel economy, but I like it because I can pull my little trailer or my little camper sometimes. How heavy it's is a trailer? It's, it's just a it's just a small single axle, like just rated what's, for what's a thousand the pounds.
1: Okay, so you can use any mid-sized SUV to pull that thing. So don't worry about the V6, and you're going to do anything wrong, you know, anything bad to the engine or the transmission. So don't. It's it's okay. light enough, okay. My other, so my you other know you're you're going. Was, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was
8: just going to say my other thought uh, question was regarding a hybrid possibility on that, mm-hmm. and whether or not I, can I is there any towing capabilities with a with a hybrid as well or not really.
1: Yeah, it's all there, but I mean, you're not pulling anything. It's a thousand pounds. It's nothing. You yeah. can load up the trunk on that thing with more than a thousand pounds, so you won't. Okay. You really won't have an issue. Now, my my challenge with with your logic and your frenemy over there that is recommending you to go from arguably the absolute best midsize SUV on the planet to probably the absolute worst. So you know that is not good advice. Um, mm. Now we can argue about that forever. Uh, and uh, the the Jeep. Which Jeep are you looking at? The Cherokee? Yes. Yeah, no, don't. So I'm gonna, you know, here are my suggestions to you. Uh, the Rav Four, number one, is it giving you any trouble now?
8: No, I'm just, I'm due for at 300 and change to to have the another service, like a full service uh, and yeah. uh, and um, tune up and all the all the the 320,000 kilometer r- um, uh, service, yeah, yeah and all that's that fine. sort of stuff, service. So. I'm just wondering I mean it's gonna it's it's a, it's an investment, and I'm just wondering do I do it keep it going for a little while but i I'm kind of thinking about replacing it. It's starting to look a little old and uh and I just um I don't know if it benefits me any to put, keep putting that money into it uh or just replace it at this point with something well, and look, just not look sure at what. it this
1: way. Look at it this way: If you were to put two or three thousand dollars to keep that Rav Four running, and you get another year out of it, you're not going to be able to drive a new car for three thousand for another year. So, uh, there is a lot of pride going on when when you buy a vehicle, and uh, uh, many people really dislike when I tell you this that uh, if you don't need to change your car don't uh that's how you know manufacturers make money and they convince you that you are a failure or that you are inadequate or you need to have a new vehicle in order for you to be an adequate and uh, well-adjusted member of society (laughs) so you know you don't have to do that with a car you know what i'm saying so you know here's a couple of questions that you need to ask is the car giving you any troubles uh not answer answer the question for me answer the question yes or no no okay so um is uh, do you feel unsafe driving that car? No. Uh, do you feel less uh, of a success uh, in society by driving that car?
8: Um, I guess in some ways, uh, when it, yeah, as it starts to get a little bit more banged up, you kind of uh, feel certain aspects are a little embarrassed. Because so, I also thought about like I have a tiny bit of rust on the quarter panel, and I do have a little okay. dent in the in the front. Uh, bumper the plastic part near the fog light, which kind of are looks you remarkable. married I am
1: Okay. So then you don't have to worry about that. Uh, (laughs) If you you were single, I'd say, you know, don't drive that because you're going to stay single. So, you know, this, this is a financial decision that you you need to make. And then here's my argument. If you can put two or $3,000 on that car and extract another, you know, seven or eight, or maybe even a year, uh, seven or eight months or a year, why not? Because $3,000 is a pretty inexpensive way of keeping a vehicle running. Now saying that, um, there is a lot of new features that you don't have, you know, especially from a safety standpoint. Vehicles today are, you know, night and day in relation to vehicles ten years ago. Also, from a fuel consumption standpoint, those cars were not particularly good in gas. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah. So, you know, I think that you're going to get a lot of, you know, value for the money. The vehicle doesn't owe you a thing. I mean, any any car that lasts you. Uh, for, uh, I don't know, you know, 350,000 kilometers, you know, it's good, man. You can just park it in the, and send it to the yard and, and then you're good to go. But, uh, you know, again, there was, that segment is probably one of the most competitive segments on the planet. So mm-hmm. you have the RAV4, you have the CRV, you have the Nissan Rogue. Have you seen the new 2021 Rogue that just came out fully redesigned stuff?
8: I've seen it on television. Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you need to come down to the dealer because I I have one in the showroom. Is uh, in my opinion, it's the segment killer because it's just as good as the CRV and the Rav4, but it's less money. Uh, and it also mm-hmm. gives you more safety features right from the start. So you know, there is a lot of opportunities and options for you here. But you know, try to stay away from uh, the Cherokee. Uh, we had one here at home when, when that. Brief, you know, oh, I just shiver so much. point. that brief stay that I had with Chrysler, and, uh, you know, we hated it. So mm-hmm. I think that you have better options right now. So come and have a look at the new 2021 Rogue, drive the new rav 4, drive the new CRV, and then make up your mind and, and look at cost of ownership. Because mm-hmm. this is, you're going to keep this vehicle for 10 years. You need to look at the one that's going to cost you the least amount of money over, over that period of time. But, you know, come and see me at Oakville Nissan, and uh, I'll let you drive it and see what you think. That's
8: perfect. Okay. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much.
1: No, thank you, Chuck. And thank you for listening to the Carrasco Show. Let's talk to Luca in With the Bridge. Luca, what's going going? on? I'm good. (laughs) How are you? It's going, man. Good. How can we help?
9: Um, So this is actually my first time calling, but uh, I've been listening to you and uh, just wanted to get some of your advice. Uh, Okay. Go ahead. I'm looking. My main priority is buying a house. But uh, the housing market's obviously really expensive, and sooner or later, I'm going to have to buy a new car. Okay. So I drive a 2008 uh, Volkswagen Jetta, and uh, it's okay. given me some problems. So I kind of mm-hmm. don't know which way to go when I do have to buy a car. Um okay. Mostly, like, I'm thinking Civic or, uh, I don't know, uh, Accord. Like, you, you were just saying uh, two calls ago. That's because, um, like, I'm worried about distance too, right? Um, what do you mean? I don't know. You worry about like, distance. Like, you know how I'm. I want to buy a house, right? But okay. a housing market right now. I'm gonna have to go like 45 minutes away. So leasing is probably not an option.
1: Okay, or oh, maybe an saying. hour away. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Kilometers.
9: Okay. So I mostly I, d- I don't don't know which way to go. Like I don't know where I should like lean towards because my Volkswagen here is full of rust it's giving me problems um, okay so yeah. you
1: know hear, hear me out for a second uh, uh, is it mostly you in the car
9: is it mostly just me in the car
1: yeah mostly yes Okay, so, you know, buying a, ve- a bigger vehicle is, is, is not necessary at this point in your life. And uh, since you're looking at buying a house within the near future, you want to minimize your fixed operational costs. I mean, you know, your expenses, you need to bring them down to the very minimum because the bank is going to do a stress test on your finances. And based on your, you know, output, on your commitment and your ability to service that debt, the bank is going to determine whether you qualify for a mortgage or not. And believe it or not, a car is part of that, you know, fixed expenses. So what you want to do is number one, understand, you know, one of the mantras, one of the motos that we have in the Carrasco show that a car is the biggest waste of money that anyone can have. Yeah. So don't get your emotions involved when buying a vehicle. Yes, they look good. Yes, they feel good. Yes, they smell good, but they're a waste okay. of money. So, so right like now, for example, you yeah. can get a 2020 Nissan Kicks for 59.99 plus tax with nothing down. So, you know, you can buy a pretty inexpensive vehicle today, uh, Luca, and there is no reason why you should be wasting your money on vehicles that are more expensive than that. Do you need anything bigger?
9: Um, Do I need? No. Do I want? Yeah, of course, if I'm making a purchase, I would want something that I like, right? Yeah, of course. uh, I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of like overthinking about me driving an hour every day than like the car that I'm in right now.
1: Okay. Well, yeah. you know, you're, you're, the best thing to do, Luca, is this: go out there. You know, identify visually, identify what is pleasing to your eyes, because everything starts that way. You know, unfortunately, everything starts that way. And then you need to start going out to your local dealers, or if you're smart, you're going to come down to see me at Oakville Nissan or Oakville Infinity, and I will get you to drive everything that you need. I'll give you the car for a couple of hours and inject the vehicle into your life. And at this point, you start building a case for a specific car but you know just don't go out there and just put a pile of money on the street saying oh i just need a bigger vehicle no there's sometimes it's not necessary and a lot of people like ken was saying earlier that so many people are driving the wrong vehicle that they we use emotion to to drive a you know a financial decision and again Emotions get involved, logic goes out the window. So you need to make it down, drive a few vehicles, see what makes you feel comfortable, see what you need. And on that basis, I will give you some advice as to which vehicles to put within that category. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay. So... There you have it. Just come and see me, but don't waste your money, especially if you're going to look for a house. You clearly have your priorities straight. There the number of people that are driving luxury vehicles, spending, you know, $1,000, $1,500 a month, and they still have a mortgage, it's insane to me. I don't understand it. I don't <laughs> understand. Do, so, you know, good luck and come and see me whenever you have some time.
7: Okay,
9: thank you for your help
1: no problem no problem do we have any other phone calls there i can
2: not at the moment uh, but yeah we can keep the phone lines open 416-870-1050 416-870-1050 also just for our listeners in case uh, they were wondering a lot of people have been following the u.s election cnn and msnbc now declaring that joe biden is the winner of the u.s presidency so congratulations to sleepy joe who at least at this point, appears to have edged out Donald Trump for the presidency of the United States.
1: Oh, wow. That's a, that's a big deal in the U.S.
2: Yeah, it's big awesome. news, and everybody's been following this since Tuesday, and people were hesitant to make the call. Obviously, there's been a record-setting amount of votes due to the pandemic, mail-in votes, so they've been counting everything, and uh, it seems now that the networks have come to a 99.5% accuracy that Biden will be the next president. So congratulations to Joe.
1: You know, congratulations. And uh, again, the uh, the United States as well as Canada, they both have a, a legal system that needs to do its thing. And uh, I trust them when uh, when everything is, is said and done, that uh, the, the, the power is going to be transferred in the, the way that it's supposed to be and uh and until then i you know my thoughts go out to every single people in the south of the border and i you know and this is this is on a side thought um, if reconciliation r- is really going to happen in the united states people stop need to stop to vilify 50% of the population you know and just because somebody you know it, what amazes me is that you know considering how how much perceived uh, dislike that was against Trump in the United States, the fact that almost 70 million people still thought that he was a better option than Biden to run the country is like, that should say something to someone. And uh, I think that you know reconciliation and harmony and balance can only be achieved when you understand that neither side has got the solution to all the problems, that the answer always lies in the middle. And that's one of the reasons why I am not affiliated with any political party. I refuse to. I am a political orphan. I, I refuse to. <laughs> is that is that what they're calling it these days? <laughs> no, that's what I call myself. You know, I, something else that I call myself, I'm a left-wing libertarian.
2: Uh, (laughs) That that makes a lot of sense Here, let's stick to the phone lines here Uh, Tom from Toronto Tom, you're on the Greg Carrasco show Tom, what's happening? Tom? Oh, pardon me, Ken from Etobicoke Ken, you're on the Greg Carrasco show, sorry about that (laughs) Ken, what's happening?
1: Hi, uh, Greg Um,
10: Been listening to your show for the last little while I find it very informative Uh, Really appreciate all your comments They're uh, they're excellent
1: Thank you, sir, I really appreciate it What's that? Yeah,
10: yeah, you're you're great. My wife uh, actually works in Oakville, so um, I can understand uh, uh, the Oakville life there. Um, just got a quick question for you. <laughs> yes. I'm driving up to the cottage right now. I bought a brand new Lexus RX 350.
11: Beautiful car. I had
10: a Toyota 4Runner for 14 years. I put 300 thousand k on it, and the yep. the uh, the sales this early spring, uh, right after COVID uh, uh, happened, uh, ended up buying this Lexus. Love it. I'm also thinking about buying a new truck, and I'm wondering, what is your opinion, which is the best uh, truck, uh, pickup truck? Pickup I'm truck? The, I'm looking at the um, High Country and the um, uh, the Denali, uh, short box with the, you know, full cab. Um, so, you,
1: you're looking at a full-size pickup truck?
10: Yes. And so, well, what's, what, what's your thought on that?
1: Um. Yeah, my opinions are very simple on that um you know whether it's GM Ford or Chrysler or you know Ram in this case um they they do trucks really really well uh if i had to buy one myself having worked with one of the big 3 for a brief oh, hold on a second i just have shivers down my spine uh having worked with one of the uh, the three uh, for um <laughs> for a short period of time if i had to put my money on one I would probably put my money on the F-150. That's where right. I would go. I think that Ford has done a tremendous job, uh, you know, capturing the you know the whole idea of the pickup truck. And uh, you know, I'm not saying that you know you shouldn't buy the other ones, but if I if Greg Carrasco needed to buy a pickup truck right now, I would be buying an F-150. Um, I think that uh, there is a reason why the vehicle is number one uh, selling vehicle on the planet for the last however many years. I think I was discussing this on the show a little while ago that back in 1921 or so, the number one selling vehicle in uh, in the world was the uh, Ford F-Series, <laughs> you know, yes. 120 years later, 110 years later, or, or 100 years later, the uh, the vehicle, the number one best-selling vehicle on the planet is still the F-150, and you know, I tell you, the more things change, the more things stay the same, so I think that that is probably um, the, the route that I would go, as to which dealership I would send you to, um, you know, I'm working on something, it's a program that I'm working on, to have uh, you know, dealerships from each brand that I will recommend, but I will not send you to anywhere that I haven't met personally. Uh, so right. you know, there, there, is a, there is a safe group of dealers that I'd like to associate myself with, and you, you're going to find those ones on my website. But uh, uh, I will let you know, if you're looking to buy and afford, which dealership to go and which dealership I support. But uh, the right. F-Series is the one that I would get.
10: Is it true that the F-150 outsells all the other trucks uh, manufacturers combined,
1: uh, it does, man. The F one hundred and fifty is the number one selling car on the planet, so it, it sells wow. outsells everything. So That's you know crazy. the F F-1, one the F one hundred and fifty is a powerhouse. So you know. There is a reason why they sell a lot of them. They're good trucks. They have yeah. an amazing resale value. Um, you know, some may criticize the looks because the Rams are pretty attractive looking. They come up with yeah. all sorts of different things. I just don't like the way they do business. Um, that's the reason why I don't. I won't recommend a Ram. But uh, you know, that's that's right. a whole different conversation. Uh, saying that the F-150 is the one that I would put my money on. Right.
10: Okay. Well, thank you very much. I, I appreciate your opinion on all that.
1: Thank you so much, and uh, keep on listening, man. I really appreciate your support. Uh, we have Peter on the line. That uh, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show here, Peter.
12: Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, just uh, wanted to get uh, challenge you a little bit there, Doctor. Please Caracco, do, if I can. In terms,
1: <laughs> in terms of uh,
12: just in terms of the whole financing and not financing option, and and uh, I mean I know you're a pretty smart guy and all that, but well, but thank you. You, you give me more you,
1: credit than most people. <laughs>
12: But, but but you seem to be really lean on financing, you know, always financing a car. And and you know where I come from, there's no such thing, Greg. And I want to put this out there, and I apologize for saying it. But there's no such thing as zero percent financing. You and I both know that that's marketing. Okay.
1: Actually, so, you see, no, and, and and this is where you and I are going to disagree, because um, look, okay. the, the the fact that the fact that I have the radio show here and I go on the airwaves every week to discuss ideas. Um, you know, I, I have to hold myself accountable to what I'm saying now, based on what I've seen from the inside of the industry, there, there is no such a thing as 0%. You are correct. However, car manufacturers have many different ways of putting forward incentives to the consumer. So what they often do is they take a chunk of money and they buy the rate down from the manufacturer. That's what they do. And they provide you with a 0%, but this has got nothing to do with the vehicle being worth any more or any less.
12: No, but the, that 0%, Greg, has got to be made up in the price of the vehicle somewhere. No, it doesn't. You, you see, and there is
1: there is where the misunderstanding comes. But I'm going to okay. let you talk so you can explain your position.
12: Okay, so the the, the money, even though rates today are, are, are as low as they've ever been, yep. and, and, and they're going to be low for long. So today, more than ever, I, I subscribe to the thinking of, Definitely consider financing, but my money is making me zero percent basically, Greg. In in, in my hold on a
1: second, that's because you're not dealing with money, Mike. So you need to call him. <laughs> and,
12: and I would also suggest that you know, and I'm 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 not I'm you know I understand you know you guys work together, but but we forget Money Mike for just a moment. I'm thinking to myself, look at, I can just take this thing. I don't want to make any payments. If I do want to make payments and I'm okay with that, I could actually take that payment that I'm going to make and, and put it into the market on a biweekly basis and dollar cost average to make some money. So maybe Money Mike might, might be an option or maybe my other financial advisor planner might be an option to think about that as well mm-hmm. and get in on all this volatility of the market. I still don't believe for a moment that this 0% financing actually exists somewhere nobody gives you money for free even though rates are low rates may be low but somewhere somehow because you used to get cash back if you bought a car cash you used to yeah you you used to yeah, so where did that go? It used to be zero or or you know, we'll give you zero all will take $2,000 or we'll take two thousand or three thousand or four thousand dollars off the price of the car. Yes, but you see, you
1: you right now you are quoting an industry that is long gone. I mean, you know, back in the day when the interest rate were five, six, or seven, eight percent or thirteen percent when I started back in ninety two, yes, you the the manufacturer would buy the rate down to whatever it was, but if you if you chose not to, they will give you the cash back. But the price of the vehicle never goes up or goes down. The only thing that happens is that there is a redirection of the incentives from the manufacturer. So today, the interest rates are so low. They're so absolutely low, Peter, that uh, you know those incentives are given to you in other things. Like, for example, look at this on the Nissan Kicks that we're selling right now, they have a 0% financing, okay? 0% financing. On top of that, they're giving you uh, uh, free snow tires, they're giving you free winter mats, they're giving you free oil changes for uh, three years, and uh, you still get the 0%. So, you know, the the rates are so low, the car manufacturers have said, look, we need to provide the consumer with a competitive advantage that is going to drive the traffic to our particular brands. So, there is an actual such a thing as 0%. Now, whether customers choose to use it or not, that's something completely different. I just don't believe that paying cash with liquid for the highest depreciating asset on the face of the earth when the interest rate are as low as they are today is a smart thing to do. And, and the reason why I say that is the following. If I buy a $30,000 vehicle that I can finance for 0%, okay, and I can put the same $30,000 and give it to Money Mike and get 8 or 9% return, why would I ever want to invest or put that money into something that I know for sure is going to lose me twenty-five percent of my investment in the next year? I don't get it. It doesn't make sense. Okay, so
12: I understand that,
1: but I, I don't. I, I would
12: ask ask you not to not. To, I, mean, I think they are two separate issues. Forget about what you can and may maybe, and that's a, maybe a you know, a lot of maybes what, what money might might be able to do or might not be able to do because the reality is there's no one's going to guarantee you eight or nine percent. No, but look at, look at look it this way. Okay, he, hear me
1: out. Hear me out. So look yeah. at this. Let's say that you don't get eight percent. Let's say that you get half of that. You get four percent. Right. I understand you're that. Still, you're still better off. Potentially,
12: unless I can negotiate. So I guess what I don't understand is what we like. First of all, GMA, GMAC used to be in business. They don't do financing anymore. So the manufacturers, less and less of them are doing their own financing because they can't make money at 0%. Precise, precisely. So it doesn't exist is what I'm saying. It's proof that nope. somewhere in the, that 0% is somewhere in the price of the car.
1: Uh, no, you see, here's the thing that a lot of people don't know that the MSRP of the vehicle doesn't go up or down depending on whether you choosing to finance or not. So, car manufacturers will actually often will give you a, 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 the option. You can take the zero percent, or you can get a cash rebate. So it's well, all available to you. So, is it, are the cash rebate still in play then? In some car manufacturers, yes, they do have it. Some other ones don't because essentially from the price of the vehicle. But you will see that today most car manufacturers are giving you 0% and they're giving you a bunch of other things in the process. You see... You know, it it needs to be understood that every single vehicle that is sold in the Canadian marketplace and and, and around the world, for that matter, has attached a marketing dollar amount from the manufacturer. Let's say that you have a $30,000 vehicle and, you know, let's say that Toyota allows a $5,000 marketing for that specific vehicle. So those $5,000 could be given to you by buying the rate down to zero, by giving you snow tires or oil changes or maintenance or whatever else, or they can just give it to you. But a lot of people are not using that cash back because most people don't have that kind of cash available to them in their bank account. So they end up paying cash for the vehicle at the store, but they're financing it through the never ever plan, which is the line of credit. It's the worst thing that you can do. Or they go to the local bank, which will give you a prime plus two, prime plus two and a half, which is five or six percent. So, yes, you buy the vehicle for less, but you are paying a higher interest rate. So from that perspective, it doesn't make any sense.
6: No,
12: if you have to finance it, I agree, but if I have cash and I'm sitting on a bunch of cash and I just want to just do something with it, yeah. there's really nothing wrong at the end of the day for me, I believe, to pay in giving the way those things are today, uh, because I can't make necessarily, if, I'm, if I don't have the risk tolerance to go into the market per se, yeah. and, I don't, and I, instead of me buying a GIC at 1% for 2 years or 3 years or whatever the hell they are now, yeah. I might as well just buy my car, because at the well, end of the day, I, okay. I, I, and, I, and I don't have any payments.
1: I disagree because if I were, let's say that I have $30,000 and I could buy a car cash and not have payments and I can have 0% or I have $30,000 and I shove it into my RSPs and I get 50% of that back at the end of the year. Now, all of a sudden you have a 50% of return on your money that you can apply to your towards your retirement. It doesn't make any sense. Or also, if you put those $30,000 against your mortgage, if you look at, you know, at the overall money costs over the next 10, 15, 20 years, you are still better off putting it down on something that appreciates in value instead of something that depreciates.
12: So at the end of the day, if I was walking into Oakville, Nissan, yes. and we were going to talk about buying a car, yes. and I wanted to say, Mr. Dr. Crasco, I want to pay cash for this car. You yes. are going to you are going to push me. Not push me, but you are going to give me some advice on saying, why pay cash? Finance it. Is
1: I will that- show you, I will show you what happens to your money when you put it in a car and I will show you what happens to your money when you put it in something that appreciates you should not be buying the vehicle with your money you should be buying the vehicle with the money that your money makes you which is a completely different mindset you see a car is a waste of money period so liquid is the most difficult thing to find man is the absolute most difficult thing to find peter that was an excellent Excellent phone calls. And folks, you're listening to The Carrasco Show, Canada's largest automotive radio show with Ken Stapan here. We'll be right back. And we're back, folks. I was going to let that song play, but this hour just flew by with all that, um, all that content, and all those phone calls. It's amazing. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Greg Carrasco Show here on TSN. And uh, we are Canada's largest automotive radio show. We give you advice. We don't hold back. We don't care about your feelings. We'll tell you the truth when it comes to buying cars, selling cars, and anything that has to do with the automotive industry. My friend Ken Stapen and I keeps me on the right side of the line, right, Ken?
2: Uh, I try. I've got to be honest. I'm, uh, I'm missing the ABBA today with no money, Mike, Ken. That's uh, <laughs> I, one of my favorite parts of the show. No money, I don't know listen. why I'm here if I can't play the ABBA.
1: I know, man. I, uh, yeah, money. Mike is uh, is gonna be with us next week, I think, and uh, we uh, we we're gonna play the ABBA for sure. So let's talk to Jake and Pickering. Jake, what's going on, man?
13: Hey there, um, first time caller. Um, uh,
1: thank you for calling.
13: I, I do appreciate uh, your time and effort to put the show together. So that's that's wonderful.
1: I, you know, that's awesome, man. I, that warms my heart up. I, I appreciate that. Not a lot of people know the the amount of work that goes in into putting all this together here with my crew at TSN.
13: So um, my specific question is, I have um, a nine-year-old Mazda CX-5, and, okay. or I should say eight-year-old. It's it's been wonderful. Um, I have a teenage son that will be getting a driver's license soon, so I would like to give That's that. a perfect part car. Yeah, perfect car. Um, for myself, I was thinking of getting a something like a couple-year-old Stinger GT. Hmm. Um. Or something similar i don 't know if you have like some other
1: yeah of course of course the um i'm a big fan of the Kia Hyundai family, uh even uh, Genesis, so if you 're looking at uh, this thing, you should look at the uh, genesis g seventy they're essentially the same vehicle with a different skin. But um, you know the Kia Stinger is a phenomenal-looking vehicle. I, I'm a big fan of it. the The bigger challenge that you have with that car is resale. There isn't, um, it's not being supported by the second-hand market. Uh, it's not holding up as well as we we thought it was going to. Um, the Genesis is having a better, uh, you know, better resale when it comes to that. You have to remember with emerging brands, you always run that risk, right? The 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 public recognition, the culture behind the vehicle is not there yet, so you always take a chance. Uh, which means that if you buy a two or three-year-old, you're going to get yourself a pretty good deal. Saying that, <laughs> there are some other worthy competitors in that segment. Uh, and they may not be um, as uh, uh, as out there when it comes to the design because that Kia Sting is a beautiful vehicle to look at. Uh, but uh, you need to look at the Audi A4. You need to look at the Mercedes um, the C-Class. You need to look at the... Uh, BMW 3 series or 4 series in that for that matter and you must definitely need to look at the Infinity Q50 um, those vehicles are they they stand the test of time, they are tried and tested and true, and uh, they are phenomenal vehicles within the you know the mid-size vehicle segment. Now, they're not as funky, they're not as exotic as that Stinger is, and uh, also they're pretty exclusive. There aren't very many of them out there. They're, they have this really uh, dull gray color, like matte gray, that is just absolutely beautiful to look at. Um, so, no, I would not deter you from buying that vehicle, Jake. If that's what you were hoping for me to do, I'm not going to. Um, you need to look at the Genesis as well, but um, there is a lot of good cars in that segment.
13: Okay, yeah, because I, I did contact a local Kia dealer, and they said they have none on the lot. They'll call me when they get one, and it seems like there's not many on the used, like the used car market. So no, you
1: know, there, there aren't very many. I, I think that by and large... The there isn't a lot of product out there right now, so I'm not surprised that a vehicle that doesn't sell a lot doesn't have a lot of them available in the marketplace. And also, many people that bought them they can't get rid of them because uh, the resale value is not particularly favorable at this specific junction in time. Saying that um, there are many uh, Kia stores around the city that um, they may be able to find one. I uh, I have some good friends that own one, and um, you know I'll have your phone number here because um, you know my people here at TSN are writing the phone numbers of everybody, and if they have one I can communicate with you or you can call me after the show and I'll tell you where to go. Okay, that's wonderful. Thank you, Jake. I really appreciate your phone call. And folks, that hour flew by, so I want Aaron uh, from Toronto to stop and wait because you are the first phone call that we are going to take on the other side of the hour. Folks, you are listening to the Carrasco show here on TSN 1050 with my friend Ken Stapen. We are Canada's largest automotive radio show. And don't forget that if you sign up to our podcast on iTunes, you can listen to the show without any interruptions. We are there for you. You get us in your pocket and you can listen to us whenever you feel like it we'll be right back after the break wow two hours already gone by and sliker nation is calling in strong strong there's three hours dedicated just to you for you about you whatever you want to talk about we are here we are live these are interesting times in the world right now. So if you have anything to talk about, it's got to do with cars, take my advice. Everything else, don't, don't listen to me. The number to call is 416-870-1050. And if you call him from out of town, it's 1-855-591-6876. And this is the largest automotive radio show in the country. If you, In case you didn't know, we say that almost every hour on the hour uh, eventually you know <laughs> it's
2: going to resonate what do you think Ed? just, just rep- repetition the is the key if we keep saying it then uh, <laughs> it must be true right it,
1: mu- it must be true let's talk to Aaron from Toronto he uh, he has a call for us. he has a question for us Aaron hello how are you
14: uh, i've been listening to your show for probably 5 years now
1: you're a Very smart informative. man Helped thank me you a
14: lot um, thank you, thank you. I'm a small business owner. I recently bought a 2010 GMC Sierra. Okay. And I'm thinking about getting another truck, but since I've been listening, the depreciation value of like the 2020s, the 2019s, I was I was wondering, is it a better business decision to get something more expensive, like another 2010 to 2012, or what is? Or should I get, like, a newer vehicle that's brand new with 0% interest? Or I'm just kind of just spitballing here. I'm not really sure what the best business decision is. So
1: you, you need to have another uh, small pickup truck?
14: Yeah, because I, I have a landscaping and snow removal company. Okay. And I right now I'm driving the 2010 GMC, but I want to get another one so I could have another worker drive the truck. But
1: do you think that the Sierra is big enough? Yeah, well, I got the 2500 so. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, look, I like I said like I said before it all depends how big your company is and how much financial exposure you want to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the most part, when, whenever you have a business that is, um, you know, the solid, that has got, um, you know, some a few years of track record and uh, you have some revenue that you put putting on your balance sheet, uh, I always recommend for you to get yourself a new truck. I mean, you're going to be able to depreciate that vehicle more aggressively than if you buy an older one. Uh, so if you have some revenue and there is some, you know, expenses that you need to write off against that income, that may be probably the best way to go um but i mean w- when it comes to a business the your business runs in the on the reliability of the machinery and the in the tools that you have available to get the job done mm-hmm. so if you buy something that's older it may make sense financially uh, at first but then you're exposing yourself from a reliability standpoint so, yeah. you know, I I would recommend that you stay stay new, get yourself an extended warranty for as long as you can, uh finance it as long as you can get the 0% financing and uh, service that vehicle to death. You know, especially for with guys that, you know, that that work out there in snow removals, landscaping and whatnot, you need to be diligent when it comes to the servicing. Uh otherwise you're going to get yourself into a lot of problems that you don't need to. So, i would i would stick with the f-series man go and go and have a look at the new f-150 and see what they have
14: well right now for work so i have two trucks i have my personal truck which is the 1500 that i'm going to get for the 2500 that i'm going to use for snow and yeah. then for landscaping i use an f-250
1: yeah
14: but there's been a lot of issues with the f-250 and it's only a 2017. the transmission line blue yeah, um, but I mean,
1: that, that has got to do with only one vehicle, right? And uh, again, that's the problem with uh, anecdotes. Uh, just because it happened with one car, it doesn't mean that it's going to happen with the next one. So, okay. you know, I, I think it's, it's important that you keep that in perspective. And also, when you're pushing snow and uh, and you're carrying machinery and pulling, uh, you know, heavy equipment, you're putting the vehicles under a lot of stress. And that's the reason why it's so important to keep the maintenance up to date and develop a relationship with your local store. You know, you would be surprised what happens when you, when you get your, fleet how many cars do you have in your vehicle Um, how many uh, vehicles do you have in your fleet
14: Uh, right now two trucks one car
1: well, you're only two cars away from qualifying for all fleet programs, so it's something that else that you want to consider. Uh, because depending on the car manufacturer, you can have three and up in certain car manufacturers, and you qualify for fleet rebates as a business, uh, and you get some savings. Like, for example, at Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, for anybody that has uh, any more than four uh, five vehicles uh, and as part of the fleet, they qualify for some huge incentives that come from the manufacturer, not so much from the dealer. So it's something that you may want to explore. And also, if if you if you centralize all the vehicles that you have to a specific brand, you're gonna be able to get better service and, and, and streamline your your maintenance because now you only have to go to one place. Mm-hmm. So if anything, try to just you know, if you if you like the, the Sierra, go for it. You know, get five of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? So this way you have a relationship with a dealer and they're gonna be able to look after you if there is something that arises. Uh you know, leg um goodwill is something that is going to come in super, super handy for you, man. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay.
14: That's, well, that's something to think about. I do appreciate everything. Oh, and thank, thank you, you so for much, and my,
1: call. and my pleasure. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for listening to the show. Man, that that really makes me super super happy. And before we take Peter in Toronto, uh, I I want to send a, a big congratulations to our friends south of the border. That finally. <laughs> Finally, they're going to be able to put this to rest. Ken, what, what a debacle this has been for the last four days.
2: Well, it's just been a long election, a long process. They knew that it was going to take a little bit longer because of all the mail-in votes due to the pandemic. But happy that the people to the south ha- now have an idea of where the, which way the election's going, and they can sort of move on and start the process of uh, dealing with everything that's going on down there
1: yeah i uh you know now we can all move on, folks. You need to stop having problems with your friends because they have a political affiliation in a country that has nothing to do with us. Now we can focus on the one trillion dollar <laughs> debt that we have
2: yeah it's, it's, uh there's 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 bigger fish to fry here greg and uh this is this is the start of it though just at least figuring out who won the election, and then they can move forward from here. Let's stick on the li- phone lines here. Let's go to Peter from Toronto. Peter, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show.
1: Hey, Peter, uh, what's up?
3: Uh, hi, uh, Greg. Uh, uh, a long-time listener, and I really enjoy your show. Thank you, sir. Uh, I, have, I'm, uh, uh, I drive a uh, uh, Cabaret, which is a 2006, and uh, it's the best car I've ever had. Uh, the LT and uh, top of the line. So, but uh, what would you suggest uh, my next car?
1: Uh, Well, you know, thank you for the phone call, uh, Pete. I really appreciate, uh, you know, you taking the time to call us and to listen to the show for as long as you have. Uh, My my suggestion to you is simple. If you want to stay within the same realm, um, buy the same car, (laughs) you know.
3: That's what I I was thinking. You know, it's... uh, it's been such wonderful,
1: there's uh, no problems, it's a wonderful car. Uh, you know, yeah, and like I said, you know, thank you again. Um, the, the Toyota Camry is a phenomenal vehicle, so if you are, have been super, super happy with that car, then, then don't change it. Don't let people influence you into buying something that, uh, you know, is going to move your cheese. You know, a lot of people don't like to have their, their cheese moved, and if you have had a good relationship with uh with Toyota and their Camry product. By all means, go get it. Thank you so much for the phone call, Peter. Let's go to Mohammed in Toronto. Uh, he wants to talk to me about the second car. Let's like actually that. go
2: to Wayne from Hamilton. Wayne, okay. you're on the Greg Carrasco Show.
1: Hey, Wayne. Yes, Greg. It's the first time calling. That's awesome. Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show. Man. Have you listened to the show before? No, I'm not really. Maybe once or
15: twice, but I moved from Ottawa a year ago down here. Now I'm getting the stations down here.
1: Oh, that's awesome. How can we help you? So I came here last year. I traded
15: my, I sent my uh, 2012 Civic to the to Halifax to my grandson because it was a good car, and I bought a, a 2010 Nissan Cube, <laughs> and it okay. has with only 69K on it, and it's a six-speed standard. Can you just tell me, it's I love the car so far, no problem, and uh, can you tell me the uh, what I can look forward to going forward? I have 108
1: uh, on it now. With the Nissan Cube? Yes. Uh well, the, the Nissan Cube is a uh, it's like a motel room on wheels. Is uh, is quite fast possibly... the
15: back seat out of it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the Nissan Cube is quite possible of the ugliest cars that has ever blessed or cursed our you know, know, Can, Canadian, like Canadian roads. Uh, you know, aside from the Pontiac Aztec, the, the Nissan Cube was a complete disaster. And i tell you why I, I feel so strongly about this. I remember that I was working at 401 Dixon Nissan. Uh, you know, we were the number one Nissan store in the country at the time. They're not anymore. Uh, but uh, I... We we bought a bunch of them from Nissan, and that no salespeople wanted to sell them. So I I actually put one for myself as a demo. So I drove a Nissan Cube for a very very long time, and what I can tell you is this: if you can get past the looks, okay. <laughs> so if you can get past the looks, it is one of the most reliable, economical, practical <laughs> vehicles that you could ever. Ever, ever own. I have a good friend that uh, has a cube. I, if I'm not mistaken, he has close to seven hundred thousand kilometers on the oh, vehicle. Oh that's
15: what in, I wanted to hear.
1: Yeah, in the town of Oakville, and I, man, I, I lost contact with him. You know, life, you know, does things to you, right? So you forget. But uh, the Nissan Cube is uh, is underrated. The 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 reliability and longevity, power of that machine, is second to none. Um now be be prepared to be laughed at, to be ostracized, to be um, <laughs> criticized. No I, for your, I like for, that your, for your car choices, so I don't know what to tell you, but uh, no I don't think that you have anything to worry about with that um, with a cube. Um, what about a
15: six speed standard shift?
1: Well, that depends. I mean, if you know how to drive it, that would last you for a a very, very, very long time. So, no, I don't have any issues with the Cube. Just make sure that you develop a relationship with a Nissan store and that you service the vehicle regularly because that is going to ensure that that car stays on the road for a very, very long time, man. The only
15: thing I found, I bought it last year from a local used car dealer with with 69K, like I said. The only thing, a, a little... I get when it's cold in the winter weather, when I'm starting up, I get a little rub, 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 and then it goes.
1: Uh, you know, when it's cold outside, I get a little rub, 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 rub. And then I go. So don't be surprised. I mean, it's a small engine. If you if you're truly concerned about the vehicle, take it to your local Nissan store. They'll put it through the console and they'll tell you if there are any codes. And if there are okay. some, then it's something that you need to be addre- that you need to be addressing. But thank you so much for the phone call, Wayne. I thank really you. appreciate it. And uh, have an amazing, awesome weekend. Uh, Do we have Mohamed
2: on the line now, Ken? Mohamed is back on the line. Mohamed, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show. Hey, Mohamed, how are you?
16: Hey, good, thanks. Thank you so much for taking my call. Oh, no problem, man. I I drive a 2016 Honda Accord. Nice Uh, car. Thank you, sir. Family's growing. Um, I'm thinking of either buying a second car or trading this one in to get, like, a bigger vehicle, like an SUV or something. What would you suggest? Well do you need two cars? I can I can definitely get two I can kinda of afford two cars so No that's I'm not taking... that's not what
1: I asked you. Do you yep. need two cars No I don't I don't need two cars. Okay, so don't there. waste your money in cars. Uh the is the uh, court paid off? the accord is paid off, yes. Okay, so right now you're sitting on a depreciating asset. My recommendation is that to trade that vehicle in and cash out because whatever you're looking at buying today has a 0% interest rate and uh, whenever you're taking advantage of a 0% interest rate you should not be putting any money down. That's silly. You're not saving anything. You're making payments up front. So if you want something slightly bigger, um, it's perhaps not going to be on the footprint because if you look at at the accord from the top uh, and you look at the footprint that occupies it's going to be the same footprint that a rav4 that a crv that a nissan rogue will have so yeah. from a length and width standpoint all those vehicles yep. in the mid-size segment they're very very similar um yeah. the suvs will give you some utility out of the space because now you have you expand I, you know I laterally was thinking,
16: uh, i was thinking of something bigger than crvs and uh, and the and that stuff i was i was thinking something more along the nine seater that's what i was uh, asking you, what would you do you have about? do you have six kids I, I have three kids and a wife,
1: sir. Okay, so then you needed something a little bit bigger. Um, you know, From that perspective, I would look at the um, Hyundai Palisade. I would look at the Kia Telluride. I would look at, um, you know, I, I, I'm reluctant to suggest the Highlander because yep. it's, it's so expensive that it, they're priced themselves out of the market. It's a phenomenal car. And if yep. you don't mind paying the premium for the Toyota brand. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, the other one that is getting pretty, uh, you know, high up there when it comes to price is the Honda Pilot, which okay, is. Um, yeah,
16: I thought about that too. Yeah, I, I call it the school bus. Um,
1: yeah. You know, the 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 trade-in should not vary so much from store store to store. Mohammed, uh, the okay. vehicle is worth what it's worth regardless of where you're trading it in. And if somebody's playing games with the trade, and you should just leave right. the store. Um, absolutely because uh you know the trading values got nothing to do with the vehicle that you're buying it's more like the vehicle that you're trading so you know from from that perspective i think there is a lot of you know options there um yep. if if you have that many kids and a wife yeah you may need something bigger than a five-seater you may yes, need sir. Something thank big.
16: you so much i really appreciate it as, as usual helpful uh helpful advice as always
1: <laughs> thank you Mohammed. be good thank you bye no problem well, the, you know, I, I think that uh, today, oh, we're going for a break. You see, this is how I get my cues, folks. They just put music in the back. And I, need to, uh, I need to come to terms with the fact that we need to take a small break. Ken, thank you so much for that. Uh, oh, let's take no, a small no break. No we'll, I feel like wait. it's
2: nicer than me getting in your air. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, don't forget, uh, the best call of the day is going to get a set of AirPods courtesy of Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity. The number is 416-870-1050 and this is the Carrasco Show on TSN. A big shout out to all the slackers across the nation listening to the Carrasco Show right now. You guys are representing this morning the phone lines have gone absolutely insane. I know that our friend Jeff McDonald is just like smiling right now with all this engagement. It's unheard of. But I, I got to read something to you folks that is really, actually, it's actually important. It's, it's really important. And I, I can't take um, credit for this, what I'm going to read to you right now. Uh, my friend Jeffrey Fox uh, was an old neighbor of mine when I was married. Uh, you know, posted on, on his Facebook account uh, yesterday and I... Um, I feel compelled to share this with you folks this morning. So pay attention to me. And please, you know, don't tune out until I finish reading this message. It's important that you wait until the end. Important message. A message for my friends south of the border during this stressful time of uncertainty. I get it. You hated him for four years and you still hate him now. I've seen a lot of hate thrown his way, but, uh, you know, this guy is a consistent winner and an overachiever. Call it jealousy, call it envy. Some people just can't handle how successful he is and how much money he has. Could even be jealous that he's got a you know, foreign model as a wife. But that's what people who support him love about him. Uh, there's been some scandals, yes. There's been some lies, yes. There may be a few times that he's twisted the truth to make himself look better. He's out every day proving those haters wrong time after time. You may not have wanted him on this role, but uh, he is out there now and there is nothing you and I can do about it. I know it's possibly going to get worse over the next several days, but like him or not, Tom Brady is turning things around in Tampa Bay. (laughs) That is courtesy of my friend, Jeffrey Fox. Thank you so much for that. Ken, were you cringing as
2: I was reading? As a Patriots fan or as a <laughs> <laughs> fan of democracy? <laughs> man, I, I got to be honest. I, I was, I thought we were uh, dr- driving, driving the bus off the cliff there.
1: Let's talk to Ian in Oakville. Uh, let's talk to Ian. Thank you for calling the Carrasco Show.
11: Hi, Greg. Love the show. Thank you so much, man. I just wonder, you're always straight up about things, but I'm just wondering why... Why the extended warranty? The promotion of that isn't that just like a big money maker for
1: for your dealerships? No, actually, we make more money when you don't get an extended warranty. But
11: your Nissans are pretty are pretty good quality. I don't like I've I've had a lot of cars in my life, and I've never really ran into a big issue.
1: Uh, yes, and that is that makes you uh, something that we call anecdotes, right? An, an anecdotal yeah. experience. Now, I can say to you the same thing. I'm a pretty healthy guy, but I have life insurance. Uh, Because you just don't know. And uh, the reality is this, that over the years, uh, Ian, um, I I have seen that, uh, you know, when you have a vehicle that has an average of 25,000 parts, uh, the chances are that something is going to go wrong with it at some point during the duration of that ownership. And, uh, you know, a lot of car manufacturers today are are giving you programs that are so smart that it doesn't make sense for people not to have them. Now, look at it this way. when when I was working for Hyundai, which was about five 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 and a half years, six years or so, uh, I bought my son a uh, Hyundai Elantra, which is what he's driving right now. I took advantage of the zero percent because I don't believe in paying cash for cars, although I could. And, and I also bought him an extended warranty, a 96 months, 180,000 kilometer warranty from Hyundai Canada. Now, will he use it? No, I don't know, maybe. Who knows? But the truth is this, that if he, if he needs to use it, it's there. That makes me a genius. And if he doesn't use it, we get 50% of the money back uh, simply because you had an extended warranty. And if he does sell the vehicle before the warranty expires, that vehicle is going to be worth more money simply because it's got an extended warranty. You see, in today's marketplace, it doesn't really make sense uh, for the consumer not to have an extended warranty. Now, you said to me uh, an extended warranty is a money grab it actually isn't a very little known fact ian is that whenever we do work under warranty dealerships get paid less than if you just go in and do a repair did you know that i did I know that yeah so you know for for a dealership it's far more lucrative that you show up with a problem and you don't have an extended warranty because now we get the actual rate that we're supposed to but warranty um administrators do not pay you the full price of the of the actual repairs and the full price of anything. So dealerships make less money when you bring a vehicle that has a warranty repair. So you know I, I am so happy that you made that phone call, uh, Ian. I really appreciate it, because I as a as a straight-up person as I am, if my mom was asking me, son, I'm buying this car. Should I get an extended warranty? Yes or no? My answer to my mom would be an unequivocal, absolutely yes, mom. Do it because we simply don't know and uh, i am not a gambler i ha- i've never gambled and uh, i'm not planning to start doing that with with the car so one of one of the moral compass that I use on the show here, and if you've listened to us for a while, it's the same. If my mom was calling and asking this question, what would I tell my mom? That's it. And I, I have kept myself out of you know hot water with that moral compass for 13 years now. And the extended warranty is always a big co- point of contention. But I can tell you this. I have an extended warranty on every single machine that I own. Does that answer the question, Ian? Yeah, it does,
11: it, it does answer the question, yeah. It, it but just it seems like you you're probably playing the like the odds of the somebody like if I I don't know in what a standard warranty costs so like is two or three thousand dollars, like then if you it just be like a life insurance actuary, like you're playing the odds of some people not using it and then you're Yeah, but you it, see I don't I, I'm, I'm not the provider.
1: Get, yeah I'm, I'm not the provider. This,
11: like, the profit margin of that is fifty percent, right at the right off
1: the top, is it? No, not actually. But what I can tell you is this: that uh, you know, the dealerships are not the uh, are not the underwriters of the warranty. So this is provided by the manufacturer. Yep. And uh, it, just like with every insurance, it's a complete waste of money until you need it, and then when you need yep. it, you're a genius. So you know, you are probably right. I mean, most insurances work on that um, on that basis. I mean, even your car insurance, the yep. car insurance makes all their money on the people that don't get into an accident. So, you know, for for you to draw a comparison, um, you may be right, but the truth is this, that, you know, there are two types of people, the people that believe in insurance and the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. And I do, and I support anyone that makes that decision. It's the same thing that happens with leases, uh, Ian. A lot of people say, oh, you know, I've leased three cars last time and uh, I never needed anything at the end and nothing has ever happened. Okay, no problem. But the truth is this it's all fine and game until something does happen and uh, for a very, very small, you know, monthly cost, you are fully protected and you're buying essentially peace of mind that if anything were to happen, you would not have to pay for it. So, you know, do I force people to buy it? No. But you know, if, if they were related to me, would I let them leave the store without one? Absolutely not. You know what I mean?
11: Okay. I just have another question here for you. I want you to—I want you to go back to your Chrysler, your short Chrysler time, and regale us with one of your stories.
1: <laughs> oh no, I don't know if I want to do that, man. You can, can't you? Uh, yeah, no, oh, I, you I must co- have time. <laughs> I have so many, so many stories, man. But the reality is this: that uh, I fundamentally disagree with the comp, the way the company does business. And uh, I, I I don't believe that that is the proper way of uh, conducting uh, you know yeah, a business yeah, transaction yeah. today. And and a lot of the things that I saw, I couldn't believe that in 2019 that sort of behavior was still being exerted uh, at a car dealership, It was beyond me. It's like what 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 do you mean? <laughs> you do what? Yeah. I know. <laughs> uh but uh no i uh, it, it is very unfortunate and um it's too bad because um you know in my mind i always wanted to finish my career working with one of the big 3s okay. and uh... I, at that point, I realized how spoiled I have been by working with imports. And uh, it's a whole different mindset, man. You know, that sort of thing that it happens in those places, you would get your dealership canceled if you were selling Nissans or Hyundais or Toyotas or Hondas. Would, you would not be able to get away with that nonsense. But thank you so much for the phone call, Ian. I really thank appreciate you. it and stay listening. Uh, we have Daniel from Brampton. Daniel, thank you for calling the Carrasco Show.
5: Hey, Greg, how are you? I love going for smoke breaks with you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember the so, days, man. I remember the days.
5: Yeah, so i got a question for you. Um, in the market for a new SUV, was looking at the uh, 2021 Bronco. Uh, love the look of it. My mom used to have a Bronco too back in the day. So I just kind of wanted to get your thoughts on you know, what you think of it compared to the Jeep and you know, if you think it may be a smart buy.
1: Um, you know, I don't think it is at this point. Uh, I think there is a lot of romanticism surrounding the Bronco and the, uh, the new Hummer that just came out with a thousand horsepower. Have you seen that thing, Ken? The, the new Hummer is a thousand is horsepower. It's an electric car. I, it's like 150,000. That's insane. I,
2: I haven't seen it, but that's a pretty big price point. Uh for yeah so it's,
1: it's exclusive only for the uh, for the 0.01% uh, but you know going back to Daniel here um what are the other options that you're looking at other than the Bronco and the Jeep
5: Well I've I've been I've been a Ford guy kind of my whole life was trained that way have really owned nothing but Fords except for a, a 1990 Toyota Solaria when I first got my car um you know I I, I looked at you know the Palisade and and the uh the Toleride also um, yep. but kind of the bronco was was what I wanted to get. You might be right, maybe it 's not romanticism with it, but i 'm always nervous and sketchy about new new motors and uh, you know first first year cars also.
1: Um, I I am more nervous and sketchy about the first year model, especially with iconic vehicles like the Bronco, because of the price point. Uh, but not so much for the quality standpoint. You got to remember this: that by the time vehicles make it to the road, they have been tested by hundreds of thousands of kilometers. So you know the likelihood of something going wrong today in a brand new vehicle release is highly unlikely. Now, unfortunately, you know as as beautiful as the Bronco is, because it's a pretty stunning looking vehicle. What is the price point in that thing? Seventy thousand. I, I, well,
5: for the model I was looking at, I think it was you know probably forty five before taxes. Oh,
1: so you're looking, looking at, at the the basic ones. Yeah, was,
5: yeah just the uh, kind of the the the, the mid tier one. I wasn't looking at the the high uh, the high class one. It was like the the mid tier one with the safety options and things like that because it's kind of the big thing for me is safety.
1: Well, if if I were to choose, believe it or not, between the Bronco and the Explorer, I'll take the Explorer all day long. I think that machine is absolutely stunning. Um, Now, will you pay a little bit more for the look and the novelty of having the new Bronco? Um, You know, yeah, you are. I mean, most of those things are pretty much sold out right now. So you're going on a waiting list, no?
5: Well, yeah, I got the $100 refundable uh, down payment on there in case. uh, $100? $100? It was yeah, hundred dollar. It was a hundred dollar refundable that they that they were offering. So I just put that down for my name on the list.
1: Well, look. I mean, I, I have nothing against the Bronco, and uh, if if that's ultimately what your heart desires, do it. Uh, you know, and don't um, don't shy away from a reliability of the new model coming out onto the marketplace. You don't have any issues. I mean, you have warranties. Ford is gonna stand behind the brand. Your dealership, if you develop a good relationship with them, they're gonna look after you no matter what. Uh, and but don't expect to have a discount, and don't expect to pay lower, solvented interest rate. You're gonna be paying the full jam on on that thing. So, uh, I think that you know, from a financial standpoint the Explorer is a much better alternative from a looks standpoint the Bronco is stunning man that they did a really good job uh, with the way the new Bronco looks so good luck with that one Daniel and um, you know hopefully you don't have to wait too long uh, on getting your new Bronco
5: Thanks, Greg. I appreciate it, and I'll, uh, I'll continue to go for smoke breaks with you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, man. You know, it's, it's amazing, Ken, the number of people that are finally finding us. I thought I had done a pretty good job communicating to Slacker Nation from the other network where I was and the time that I was uh, coming on here on TSN, um, but today has been a pretty, um, a pretty big eye-opener for me, don't you think?
2: know the phone lines have been buzzing <laughs> Ben and I are still laughing in the studio at the pre- pre- previous caller saying that he, he had invested uh the hundred dollar deductible to make sure that he saved the spot for the Bronco and then you just, you just questioned him you're kind of like a hundred dollars <laughs> it was it was too funny but yeah like the Bronco it's a notorious brand name uh obviously it was very popular when I was much younger I remember it you know, in the 90s, maybe early 2000s was the last time that they manufactured this. O.J.
1: Simpson put the car on the map. Let's call or it maybe, what it is. Yeah,
2: well, maybe he took it off the map, <laughs> if, we're, if we're being realistic. That was uh, after that notorious car chase. But yeah, it's a, it's obviously a very popular brand's name. Um, as the market has steered away and sort of they're more fans of the crossovers now and the smaller SUVs, the Bronco or cars that have traditionally been that much bigger than other cars in the market and obviously the fuel economy is always an issue so the consumer has sort of shied away but it seems that in this particular circumstance the interest is there for for bringing the bronco back and the pre-sales showcase that
1: hey listen uh, when you can pre-sale the car for a hundred dollar down payment (laughs) you know i'll take 20 It's just silly. It was just a marketing tactic, but you know, and they they did a pretty good job saying that because they confused people thinking into saying that they had all this uh, all all this pre-sold orders with $100. So, a know, hundred dollars. So a hundred dollars.
5: A hundred dollar refundable uh, down payment on there in case a hundred dollars.
2: That's that's all it takes these days.
1: Well, listen, if that gives you the bragging rights for you to say that you have half a million Broncos pre-sold, $100? That's
2: it. That's all you need.
1: ah uh, folks you are listening to the Greg Carrasco show here on TSN 1050 with my friend Ken Stapen uh, you know Ken you have to remind me on the other side of the break that I have some pretty really awesome news uh, of what we're doing at Oakville Nissan and it's got to do with jobs 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 so if you're looking for a job you need to change a job you need to stay tuned folks because uh, I have a pretty big announcement to make here on TSN and you will be the first one to hear about this we'll be right back on the other side of the break Oh yeah!
2: (laughs) (laughs) Our technical director Ben is firing it up today.
6: (laughs) I I wasn't sure how you'd feel about this. No man, let it play, man,
1: let it play. (laughs) Oh man! No
2: man, you need to inject some more of that (laughs) into my show, man. I love this. (laughs) Get people hyped. (laughs) For Saturday night, you're gonna to need to add this to your evening playlist, Greg.
1: There we go. Wow. I can I can see the sparklers coming down the aisle, man. Coming to the booth. So I can put a five hundred dollar bottle of vodka on credit. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, zero percent financing, just don't pay the whole thing up front. <laughs> An investment uh, on a bottle. We are dealing with five hundred dollar or A hundred dollar refundable deposit
14: on a Ford Bronco.
1: Hundred dollars? <laughs> <$100? laughs> oh boy. You know, you know <laughs> the uh that was uh I, I've had a lot of fun today on the show. I hope that uh, the slacker nation that listens to the show here on TSN is having a good laugh. Uh, but you know before we get serious again. I need to share something with you, and and I'm going to bore you for like 30 seconds. I promise you won't be long. Uh, You know, Oakville is not very well known for being inexpensive. So people don't go to Oakville looking for deals. (laughs) So it's one of the biggest problems that, you know, mainstream car manufacturers have in the town of Oakville because people don't go to Oakville to look for a good price and do things. But, uh, you know, I I took over Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, I, I don't know, it's been exactly a year ago. And uh, we went from a 6% market share in Oakville, which is, you know, compatible with what Nissan Canada has. And uh, right now, we're scratching 20% market share in Oakville and Nissan. Can this should speak volumes to you. So we, you know, just about two out of 10 cars sold in the town of Oakville are coming out of Oakville Nissan, which is anyone that knows anything about the car industry and, uh, and, and market shares will know that this is absolutely insanity so i have to thank everybody that listens to the show everyone in the province of ontario everybody in the gta and above all all those oakville lights that are coming down to oakville nissan and oakville infinity m- making us uh i think that we're going to be the highest performing year-over-year store in canada uh you know in, in oakville which is unheard of now Whenever that happens and you have a business that is doing well through popular support, and I thank you for that. And for all those people that live here, because I, I'm your neighbor, man. I, I live on Dundas and Trafalgar. Uh, I, I've lived in this area, uh, the great golf communities here in Oak Park. I've lived here for the better part of the last 20 some years. And uh, I live here. I work here. I support the neighborhood. And, uh, um, you know, we are expanding. So this is what's happening, Ken. Um, we We grew the the store is growing and uh whenever you have a business that grows like this uh we need to expand and we need people so, if you are in the car industry and you know, or you know someone that is in the car industry and they are looking for a change, they are looking to reinvigorate, to revitalize, to re energize their career, and they don't know where the dealership is spending any money on advertising, if you are bored with the old antiquated uh, selling system, training systems, and, uh, and, and it's time for a change, you need to reach out to me because we are growing. So we are looking for salespeople. We are looking for business managers. We are looking for service advisors. We're looking for apprentices. We are looking for technicians. We are looking for detailers. And I promise you that this is going to be strictly confidential. So if you send me your resume, no one will know that you're sending your resume to me. My email address is greg at gregcarrasco.com. So that is greg at greg.com dot com. So if you are in the car industry and you think you're a rock star or you think that you need to work for a more progressive environment with a more progressive dealership that is fully committed to changing the car industry in Canada, and we are just smashing sales records, smash your boy, you know, like, like Habib said, um, you need to make the change. You need to click send. You need to send me your resume. You need to make the phone call. Now, if you want to talk to me personally, my home phone number is 905-467-0727. Is that my home phone number, Ken? Yes or no?
2: I can confirm. Oh,
1: come on.
2: I can yes. confirm. That yeah. is my home phone number. Yeah, I can, so, I say I can you, confirm Oh, you that. can? Yes, I am. See,
1: again, that's the ESL in me. I didn't, uh, I, I thought that there was a, you know, no no do, No doubt over end. here. Okay. So that is my home phone number. If you need to call me and talk to me in private about changing jobs and you want another opportunity, come and join a winning team. Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity is just selling a crazy number of cars and we need more people to come and work with us. So that's what happens. This is how we give back to the community. That's how good businesses concentrate on doing this. I, you know, I don't want to extract more, you know, uh, more out of the people that I have. We, we need to grow. So we are injecting a few jobs back into the economy. So again, Salespeople, business managers, service advisors, apprentices, technicians, detailers, you need to reach, you need to reach out to me and uh, we will probably find a home for you. We have another phone call here, right? Who are we talking to next?
2: Let's go to Ryan from Guelph. Ryan, you're on the Greg Carrasco Show.
1: Ryan. Hi, thanks for taking my call. No problem, man. I have
0: a, kind of an interesting uh, situation I was hoping you can help me with because I have two competing needs uh, and they're both equally as important, but they seem to be kind of Uh, opposite when you're looking at vehicles. Okay. Um, So I was transferred for work, so now I drive quite a distance. I drive over 100 kilometers each direction. uh, And I drive north on some pretty bad roads that oftentimes aren't paved in the winter, uh, Mm -hmm. and it can be a little bit dicey. So I need something that's going to be low on fuel but also really good in the winter. And I currently drive uh, 2017 Jeep Grand Cherokee. I love it. It was my dream vehicle. It meets the winter side, but it's killing me on the gas side.
1: Well, that's the problem. That's the problem. That uh, big honking motor that you have is sucking up all the gas in your life. And um, that's not a good position to be in. But, again, that's the reason why the midsize uh, SUV segment has exploded. Because uh, you're not going to be sacrificing a lot of the size on that vehicle. You're going to have a smaller motor. But the, the truth is this, that anything over 100 kilometers an hour, you're breaking the law. So, you know, if you get yourself uh, something that I'm a big proponent of, which is those four cars that I talk about all the time, CRV, RAV4, Nissan Rogue, and you can get a Hyundai Tucson in there, um, you are going to be safe. Now, the question is, do you want to drive something smaller?
0: I'm okay with something smaller, um, but I think I've become accustomed to the all-wheel drive.
1: Yes, but all those vehicles are all-wheel drive, and uh, they are going to give you a phenomenal amount of uh, kilometers out of the tank. I mean, uh, with a Rogue, you should be able to get between 600 and 700 kilometers out of a full tank if you are driving mostly on the highway. So that right there is going to cut your fuel consumption by almost 35 to 40% because that's not what you get with a Cherokee.
0: No, I'm almost at $1,000 a month in gas right now.
1: Oh, that's insane, man. That is truly insane. I, I feel bad for you. Now, do you have that car on a loan or a lease?
0: No, I own it, and I looked into it, and I'm in a positive equity situation, so I can get out of it okay.
1: Uh, so then what are you waiting for? Trade it in, take take advantage of the excise tax break, get your money out, finance something at 0%, and start saving money right away. I mean, you, you're leaving money on the table right now every time you drive that vehicle, Ryan. You know, why don't you make it down to my store? I'm, you know I'm right on on the QEW between Third Line and Bronte Road, and I have close to seven or eight, I used to have over 1200 cars in inventory. Now you know we're down to half of that, so I have about I don't know maybe six seven hundred cars in, in, in inventory that you can drive, and uh, there is about 120 used cars, so at least even if you don't have something new, at least you can test a few other vehicles that you can go and buy somewhere else. so you know we do that for you as a service.
0: Okay, perfect. thank you very much.
1: No problem, man. Just come and see me, and we'll take care of you, Ryan. Thank you so much for calling the Carrasco Show. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, we, it's the time of the day that we need to make some some really tough decisions here. Ken, <laughs> uh, there were some interesting phone calls today, and I promise that the absolute best phone call of the day <laughs> was going to get a set of a set of AirPods, courtesy of. Oakville Nissan and Oakville Infinity, they are the home of the no-commission salespeople. And if in 2020 November, 2020 November, you're buying a car and you're still paying commission on your car, I don't know, you got way too much money uh, because you're leaving money on the table. You don't have to do that anymore. And um, so what do you think? Uh, There was some interesting
2: phone calls there. There were, and uh, I think this excerpt might give us uh, some more indication of which direction we're going to go here um
1: now will you pay a little bit more for the look and the novelty of having the new bronco um, you know yeah you are i mean most of those things are pretty much sold out right now so you're going on a waiting list no
5: well yeah i got the hundred dollar refundable uh down payment on there in case uh
2: $100? it's too funny the hundred dollar down payments on the refundable. brand new bronco <laughs> And it's the it's the best part about it too is that it's a refundable payment. So it's really what you're saying is that you have no skin in the game for the Bronco outside of that you like the vehicle.
1: Uh, I I don't disagree with you guys. So.
2: I... <laughs> but but be, but, but give credit for the rest of our lives. But give credit, yeah, hundred dollars on the down payment, Daniel from Brampton. Oh. I think uh, safe to say, are you okay deca- declaring Daniel the winner of the AirPods for that call? <laughs>
1: I I don't disagree with you guys so <laughs> Daniel from Brampton you know next time you go for uh, for a smoke break you need to remember that you you gave us a lot of laughs today with that powerful you know aggressive <laughs> and deep <laughs> $100 refundable down payment $100 <laughs> Oh, man, that's the problem with inside jokes, man. <laughs> you know, we we exclude
2: the rest of the population. Well, now every time anybody in my personal life tells me that they, they're putting $100 down on something, I'm just going to be thinking about Daniel from Brampton. And $100. they're going to have no idea what, what I'm talking about when I question the fact that they were going to put down $100. Can
1: I take 20 <laughs> $100? take 20 Broncos. Wow. You know, you you literally have no way that you would walk away from that kind of money if you bought, if you place an order for a Bronco, man. Ooh, that would be a, an act of uh, courage well, to the, walk away from a pre-order.
2: <laughs> well, this is one thing, like we'll delve into it maybe next week because I'm not sure that we have time in the, at the end of the show here, but I heard of a practice of dealerships actually taking custom orders for vehicles promising a price at the MSRP. And then once they get the vehicle on their lot, turning around to the person who ordered it and saying, Ah, you know what? We can actually sell it for more now than we could at the price that we assured it to you as, and then saying you can either fork out the extra six grand or whatever it is to to us, or we're just gonna sell it to somebody else at a higher price because we can make more money off of it. And I was so surprised by that practice, but apparently it's pretty commonplace.
1: Uh, it is a common place, and those places need to be ousted. It's uh, it's not nice. You can. There's a lot of things you can do. Whether you should do is is where the question lies. Yeah, we'll talk and, about um, that
2: next week, perhaps, because that's a pretty big topic of conversation. I think
1: we we should. And uh, you know, Ben and Ken, thank you so much, guys, for being in the background there. But uh, folks, a quick reminder that you know we need to pay the bills. So right now, Oakville Nissan has the absolute best SUV, CUV deal in the province of Ontario. You can get a 2020 kicks with zero dollars down, uh, free snow tires, free winter mats, and uh, free oil changes for three years. For finance, for only fifty nine ninety nine per week plus tax, and that is an amazing. I dare you to find a better offer on an SUV in Canada. And if you're looking at mid sized luxury SUVs, you can right now get an Infiniti QX fifty for four ninety nine a month plus tax on a twenty seven lease, zero percent lease rate with only thirty nine fifty down. So if you're looking at anything luxury, you may want to come down here. Um, since I have no live folks now, immediately after I take a shower. I have to go to the place where I live, Oakville Infinity, in Oakville Nissan. You know why I go there, Ken? There's something happening there at oakvillenissan.com. $100?